Oh shit! Welcome hey. back in. I, I was expecting you to be uh, rocking that on the bass, Mario. What happened to it? Oh, wait, hold on. Good. Put up to the mic. Let's see. Here we go. Ready? There it is. There we go. Shit, man. Uh, let's not, let me stop beatboxing, bro. I'm getting my uh, my musician self is uh, getting carried away here. Uh, and you in more I'm, I'm going to the next part now. I'm getting carried away too. Welcome into a another live edition of this Friday night. Thank God it's fucking Friday. Holy yes, shit, ladies and gentlemen. TGIF. TGIF. Hopefully everyone made it through the week. All right. We did make it to the finish line today. Welcome in. Welcome in. Everyone, settle in. Grab a seat. Grab a cup of joe. Uh, welcome in uh, YouTube, Spotify, and everyone else in between who else can, uh, who consumes this podcast. Uh, we have a good show. Uh, it is a Friday. It's a little unconventional start. Uh, but you know what? We're going to uh, we have a lot of things to get to. We have a good show to get to. A lot of things happening around, um, you know, win by two land and, you know, the uh, I guess the, the vast world of news that, you know, is ever changing every second. So uh, welcome into the desk, uh, Brandon. What's going on? Yo, what what what's good, everybody? Uh, glad to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be alive. Yeah, Dude, that cam- the camera looks really good now. Thanks. It was looking like shit earlier. It was a little grainy earlier. But now it looks yeah. actually really fire. Yeah, good no shit. More, no more grain. No more grain. Cut grain out of this diet, baby. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad everybody. Glad everybody's here to enjoy. Word, word, word. Indulge. Indulge in it. And uh, we have Sir Mario slapping the bass as always in Clem's corner, man. What's going on, bro? Give us the bass solo. Oh man, oh, I'm on the spot now. Looks like Mario's <laughs> corner now. Oh, I'm trying Ooh, to put a little, little red hot chili peppers. Little chili but, uh, peppers. Okay. What's up, fellas? Yo, yo. Oh, I got to remember the camera's here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. When we uh, rock, you know, three man. Yeah, I, I like giving everyone their, their, you know, own our own cameras. You know what I mean? I don't like to, to I guess. Uh, Double up, I guess, you know? I don't like doing that, because it's just like... Yeah, know. give everybody yeah. a little screen time, right? Yeah, yeah, We're rocking the power trio tonight. We are. A little trio action, Yes, man. sir. A little trio. This is where the, the show was, I think, uh, for a little bit. A little bit of the sh- uh, In the Pains history was us three for a little bit. I think right around the Wiffle Ball season. Yeah. Somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Yeah. A little bit before. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, uh, we're going to have to start really actually kind of... Putting that together, man. It's already February. Yeah, we got to lock down a date for that winter meeting. Yeah, because uh, yeah, what are we trying to start by? Like April, right? April, yeah. So that means we'd it'd be two months. Yeah, two months. So from the day. captains, if you're listening, uh, get, get you know, get your team together, get your roster together, get it to John and I, and you know, let's let's set up this uh, winter meeting. Yeah, man. Brandon's I'm- team's uh. Got something to you know play for this year. They're coming after us. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Everybody's coming after everybody. It's Wolf Ball, man. <laughs> That's it. No holds barred. No holds barred. We're gonna have to, dude. People come for each other's throats in this uh, in this little backyard. Well, they felt like they owed us one because they didn't get to play us in the playoffs. Yes, they do, bro. Yeah, they after do. kicking our ass twice. <laughs> twice. Well, not twice. Once they kicked our ass once. Kicked our ass once, and then the other time we kind of fl- we kind of flubbed the end. We of that flubbed game. the end. Of That's that right. Game. Well. I mean, you flubbed the end of that Oops. game, guys. <laughs> I can still, I can still say, uh, yeah, twice. Ass, ass was kicked twice. 
<laughs> there it is. Whoops. I don't know if you want to admit that. I started that, playing the, yeah. the Seinfeld no, game, kicked I think, your ass first. twice, for sure. Well, I mean, listen. Because, I, look, look, you were kicking our ass, but then, like, last second, come. I feel like that's worse. I feel like I'd rather be losing the whole entire game and lose than be winning and then lose at the end. Ah, uh, see, I'd, that I'd, sucks. I'd have to disagree I with you I will say. There. Well, I mean, it's a good game, but, like, that, they hurt more. You know what I mean? Well, they, they, yeah, they definitely they hurt they more. sting. They sting a yeah. lot because it's like you're right there, and it's just a few plays away from grabbing a dub. I See, I don't like going out there on a weekend, man, and just getting, you know, completely obliterated, and then, all you know, after yeah, the first inning, it's like, <laughs> you know, let's just wrap it up. Yeah. You know, let's get out of here, you know? But, so, uh, team, you're thinking add two more teams, you're saying? I would like to add two more teams. So last year there were six teams in the tournament altogether. Uh, you know, if we could, you know, bump it up to eight, that would be ideal. Uh, if not, at least keep it to six. You know, at least if we can keep it to six, that's uh, that's good too. You know, uh, last year was very competitive, a lot of good action, and uh, you know, uh, everyone was here every week, man. I mean, I know we talk about this a lot, but uh, you know, it was just an overall fun experience, man. I'm looking to uh, dial that back in with the new equipment that we have this year. Um, you know, some new graphics and. A lot of, you know, cool, uh, you know, new integrations here, uh, you know, coming up for the 2022 season. So it should be interesting. Um, you know, yeah, like we were saying, you know, just about less than two months away. So we'll see, man. We will see. Well, now we can focus on that stuff, too. Yeah. Because now we got everything, like, kind of, we know what we want with it now. We we tested it out last year. It worked out pretty good. Now we fine-tune it in the off season. We'll be able to, like, step up the production side. Now, right. It's cool. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that we could do. Um, you know, just watching Major League uh, Wiffle Ball, ML, uh, what's that, MLW. That's right, you were showing me that, a couple of videos on YouTube, right? Yeah. yeah, so they don't do it live, and that's that's one key difference that, uh, you know, from They don't all, even really do full broadcast, right? N- well, they have, like, a broadcast, technically, for, like, their World but it's Series. Like, it's like highlights, right? But it's, for, yeah. like, the regular season, yeah, for the most part, it's just highlights, you know, and it's just what happens... So, for example, if and you're at bat, Mario, if you got a single, but it took ten pitches to get there, well, that they at bat, skip right ahead. they're just going to show you that single. Um, they're not going to show you the ten pitches. Where you know ours obviously is in live time. That's one difference. Um, you know, so I mean, it's it, you can't really do that when you're doing a live broadcast. You kind of have to show every play. But you know, I I, I enjoy the live aspect. You got the chat going and. Um, and it's live, man. It's like, you know, you're watching any sport. more sports to watch. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Man. You know, football season's about to be over soon. So, well, there's one game. Left, and who knows man. with baseball? I mean, supposedly they're supposed to be getting a deal done with that, but who knows? Might not have baseball season this year. No so. shit. So there you go. What's happening with that? I don't know so, about that either. Uh, they're, I think it's the collective bargaining agreement, right? Uh, uh, disputes with the, the players association. Of course money. They're trying to, they're going to try to lock them out again. Ah, uh, shit. Well, I mean, you know, who knows, dude. That sport is sadly slowly killing itself. Killing, dude, that's America's pastime, you know. Sadly, and now so. it's football. I mean, let's be yeah. real. I mean, it's football, basketball, and then I guess you would put baseball third, and you still put hockey because it's you know it's more of a Canadian sport. But I'd say to the general public, yeah, baseball would be third. But you know, I mean, in most recent years, man, hockey's really been kind of coming around into its own. I it mean, has. Hockey's a, an interesting sport, dude. I mean, listen, you got people on skates, you know, flying around the ice, uh, you know, and it's it's just it's a brutal sport. It's a brutal sport. There's fighting, and you know what's not to love you about to hockey? Check. It's rough, yeah. man. I've been playing since I was four. Yeah, it's like football meets baseball. Yeah, is essentially soccer, right? Or soccer. Yeah, but you well, know, football we, meets football. But you're right, though. I feel like over the last like decade, 
where they've gotten a lot more in terms of like sponsorships and they've done a lot more with like making the NHL a very corporate league. Like, and I personally think it's a little bit to the detriment of the sport, but that's just besides the point. Yeah. I'm just saying in terms of marketing, the way, you know, baseball and football and basketball market themselves. Um, it's kind of really improved. But. Well, they're in the league, a uh, league of their own, dude. The sponsors that they have for football and and the oh, NBA, yeah. I mean, the NFL like... is now. It's crazy how the NFL now and the NBA is kind of starting to become this way too, where it's it's now it's not. There's no off season. It's right. just twenty four seven in right. your face. Right. This is and you're engaged. All, I mean, we eat it up, dude. It's crazy. Right. Well, yeah, and you're saying with football, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah football we'll... specifically, and I know. I feel like a little bit with basketball too. I feel like they're 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 slowly trying to do that to creep into that number two spot now. Yeah. Well, I mean basketball. I mean the season overall is just you know eighty two games starts in like you know October and ends in June. And then so, right, so you get the the longevity of the season definitely uh, contributes to that too. But right. you're right. I mean football being as short of a season as it is, even with the new you know seventeen game schedule, um, now it's Oops. like twenty four seven. I mean. Normally, you know, from what this point, which is like mid February after the Super Bowl till the combine and the draft, all the way into like OTAs and training camp, you're not really, you're not as engaged in football as you normally would be. But now it's like you, you can be now. Yeah. It's like it's everywhere. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. What do you guys think of the the halftime show? Uh, you know. Listen, I think it's good on paper. It's good on paper, well, exactly. I'm I'm glad you feel that way, dude, because I was thinking it. And who, it's Snoop and who else? You got Snoop, you got Doctor Dre, Eminem. I believe uh, uh, one of the God. female artists. Uh, what's her name? Nicki Minaj. Not Nicki Minaj. Nicki yeah, let's, Minaj. Let's just pull it up no, here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Let's go over here. Who we got? Who's gonna be on the stage with Snoop? D-O-double and jizzle. I have Dr. come around Dre. to the fact that I'm just accepting that we're probably no longer going to really see any rock acts as a halftime show. Isn't that sad, dude? Yeah, I mean, like, look, I get it. Like, you want... The halftime show for the Super Bowl is for the people that normally aren't football fans. I get it. I get that all the theatrics surrounding the Super Bowl is more for the casual fan. Um, but it sucks. I mean, think about years ago. I mean, you had Kiss, you had Paul McCartney. Yeah, that was probably electric. even like Prince. I mean, you had these artists. Oh, that, that was probably electric. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, he was playing in a rainstorm. It looked sick. I mean, like stuff like that. It's like, like I know a lot of people have been arguing that they want Metallica to be the halftime show because they did. That they did like insane. a um. They did like a pregame show. I think the one year that it was at. Uh, Levi Stadium, right, San Francisco, right. You know they're from there, so they they did like a uh, pregame show thing, and people were like, "Oh man, you got to make them the halftime performance." And like, look, I'd be all for it, but I I understand why that's not really gonna probably ever be the work. case. It wouldn't work. Well, you got to you got to think of the, your demographic, yeah? right? And and the NFL Metallica, it doesn't really go hand in hand. Even though I mean I I mean you do hear Enter Sandman and a lot of like uh you know sure, timeouts sure. and shit, but. You know, uh, it just it doesn't work like, you know, it, it, and I think instance, the year before or a year after uh, Aerosmith did it, too. So it's like that yeah. kind of situation where it's like they're good for that because, you know, classic bands, they're going to draw a lot of people. It's a big pregame festivity for the Super Bowl. 
but you let the halftime show be for that casual fan that's really right. just there to soak in all the commercials. Yeah. I feel like it soak changes in all the, the pomp and pageantry, right. and right. you know everybody loves Eminem and Dre and so Snoop. And, they might even have a live band. They probably, they'll, they'll, they'll probably, yeah, they'll probably it'll, be a, it'll, it'll definitely, there. It's always a good. I mean, it's always, it's always like entertaining, right? It's, it's always, always entertaining. Yeah, at some point. it's gonna be like they, they, you know, they pull out all the fucking stops for this yeah. shit, yeah. all the bells and whistles. And I will say, there's been years past where I've been thoroughly impressed, where I thought I wasn't gonna be. I thought I was gonna be like kind of left unfulfilled, and kind of like, oh, here we go, I gotta sit through this shit now, and. uh yeah, like some of these some of these artists have surprised me. So I'm really hoping, like we said, on paper, I mean. So let's run it down. It's stacked, uh, you know what I mean, on paper. Let's run it down. So we have uh, this year's Super Bowl halftime show consists of, we have uh, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Oh, I didn't know Kendrick was going to be on there. I like Kendrick. I do like Kendrick as well. This is my gripe, though, with the uh, with, with Super Bowl performances and really any big mainstream performance is you know, nine point nine times out of ten, you're not really getting the the artist um, true self. You're really you're really just getting backing tracks and well, yeah. I mean, there's no way you could pull off that kind of production, no, and sound like that completely live and have no issues whatsoever. There's right. going to be some kind of technical issue, right? So you you kind of just learn to accept the fact that you're just kind of getting. A studio recording. You're getting a studio recording. They may come out and dance around a little bit or move around and just hype up the crowd. But see, not a lot of people know that, you know? Yeah, and and it's and it's sad because, like, it, that's just how it is. I mean, it's not a secret. They don't really even hide it. I mean, that, that level of production, to pull that off live would be incredibly difficult. Well, I mean, it is, but, but you know, I'll, I'll push back on that a little bit and say it is the NFL, man, you know, and it is, you're dealing with a multi-billion dollar business. Why couldn't they pull that off? You know what I mean? I, no, yeah. I, I get it. Being, you know, being I, what I, we do. Dude, I, I totally get that. I agree. I mean, think about like, they and this should, kind of, this kind of goes should. back to having rock bands. Like think about right. years ago, you had like Kiss, for example, play the halftime show. I mean, they're kind of notorious even now in their older age, kind of being a lot of tracks and a lot of trickery going on on stage. But put that out the window for a second and just kind of look like that, like loud, bombastic kind of a show. Like the NFL has the the pull, the money, the you know, the technology, and the you know the resources to pull that off. So, so why couldn't you pull off? You know, if you can pull off smoke bombs and fireworks going off for a band like Kiss, right? Why can't you pull off, you know, uh, a simple backing band for someone like, for example, we were just talking about Kendrick Lamar, right? Kendrick Lamar's up there rapping. You throw a backing band there, with right? Right. Like, there's no reason you can't. That's not that comp. Like, on in theory, that's not that no, complicated. No. If you're pulling off. I mean, look at the other shit. Look at the other shit they're doing for the, you know, for these games. Just regular season games. Right. So I don't know, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, man. Like it, it's theoretically, it should be possible. I also think in the Super Bowl, like halftime show, they fucking move around a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that's what it is too. You don't you don't want to yeah. be out of breath running around with a microphone and. <gasps> Well, risk, uh, hit missing a note or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it goes to you know, it's like a lot of these, a lot of the, a lot of the artists we've seen, I guess, over the years, 
over the last couple years at that, you know, have been uh, artists that, you know, their their instrument of choice is just a microphone. You know what I mean? So it's like knowing that if you're going to be running around and hyping up the crowd and everything like that, I mean, you kind of, you know, maybe shouldn't be getting out of breath. And because, I mean, you, your job is to be hyping up the crowd and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, performing at a high level. You know, whereas, you know, a band would kind of just be stationary. And uh, I don't know, man. It just – I haven't been a fan of the of the Super Bowl halftime show in, yeah, in, in quite them, some time. There, there really haven't been any in recent years that have really stood out to me that have blown me away. A lot of people – There's been some that have surprised me, but not anything like that's been like, wow, like this is what I want. You a, know what I mean? a lot of people, I believe, what was it, last year with the uh, weekend? Or was that two years ago? I think that might have been last year. I'm not. I'm not 100. percent Katy Perry. I can't. It was. It was in the last couple of years. Yeah, that, for sure. A lot. Of, well, a lot of people, you know, actually really enjoyed the uh, the weekend's performance. I, I I didn't really. You know, I wasn't really kind of. You know, it wasn't. It didn't do nothing for me, man. See, it was kind of bland. I had that same feeling with that performance, and believe it or not, a lot of people praised this, and I just didn't see it. Uh, Bruno Mars. The, that's somebody, one. and he's somebody who. Normally, as an artist, is very entertaining, very catchy pop songs, you know, upbeat, very fun. Kind of hear it in the club all the time, in the bar. And I don't know, man. It just kind of fell flat for me. It didn't have because it just felt so manufactured. It didn't feel. Yo, you're not I, getting the same experience as you would going to a concert. Exactly of his. You know what I mean. I had the same experience with uh, J Cole. Did uh, I think that halftime show at one of the NBA finals I forget what year but it was it was just I was like I can't watch this yeah it's like it's like manufactured is the right like I feel like I feel like at at events like that it's really hard to capture what you would get in a show like um this is to a much smaller scale but like um you guys ever you guys ever go to like wing bowl in the past yeah yeah I went one year uh, That's actually coming up, I believe, this weekend, no? Wing I think Bowl. they stopped doing it after the Super Bowl. I could have swore I just seen... Unless unless they're doing like a smaller version of it. I could have swore I just seen a sign uh, driving through uh, Philly the other day. I think I think one of the strip clubs actually does it. I think like cheerleaders or one of the smaller like vi- places does it. Right, right. But um, but when was it was it? at like Wells Fargo Center, like the big That was huge, version, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. with WIP... Um, I went one year and the performance was uh, Coolio. Okay, and that actually was kind of fun because it, it, it felt like it didn't feel like, you know, he's just up there like rapping with some background track or just like mouth, like you know, miming it. it. It felt like he was actually up there doing his thing, and it, it, it was kind of fun. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like they're really, it's. I mean, it's not for us. I mean, we're we're there to watch the Super Bowl. You know, obviously, I like the commercials. It's fun, you know, the gimmick of it all. But I'm there to watch football. Yeah. So I, 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 I kind of accepted the, the fact now that it's really not for me. Right. Right. They're not targeting me as a demographic. Right. So speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, ah. you guys know what today is? Today, four years ago today. It's uh, it's Saint. The greatest Nick. day of my life. Saint Nick. Day. I've literally had this as a Facebook post. Popped up in my Facebook memories today. This is this was the greatest day of my life. Greatest day. <laughs> greatest February fourth, two 
2018 was the greatest day of my life. Greatest day. It's a crazy. On this date in 2018, happened. Nick Foles, who ended up being Super Bowl MVP, and the Eagles beat Tom Brady and the Patriots in Super Bowl 52, despite. And yeah, this was a, a crazy Super, Super Bowl this is record. 505 <laughs> yards. Jeez. Think about it. Nick Foles went di- didn't. Play like think about like Jared Goff losing to Brady the next year. How bad they played that. Pa- that was the worst Patriots team to win a Super Bowl right. in their whole run. Well, that was the worst Super Bowl ever. I that, to me it was the most boring Super Bowl yeah. ever. I agree. Yeah. Nick Foles literally went toe to toe in a shootout with Tom Brady and won. That to me, to me, it doesn't even make. It still to this day makes no sense. No sense. How no we sense. have a Super Bowl trophy? No sense with Nick Foles. Uh, it, it's seriously one of the most miraculous things I've ever witnessed as a football fan, and, and I mean, like, I, I can't. I, I was I was at the playoff game versus Atlanta, the, the divisional round game. Right, right, right. And even I went into it that day was like, all right, look, at least we're here. <laughs> we're here. I, I'm I'm kind of accepting the fact that I don't know what's going to happen, and I just hope Nick Foles can game manage and maybe we pull it out with the defense. Right. And he went out and played. Okay in that game. In the second half, you kind of played better. And then in the NFC Championship game, the Super Bowl just balled out. It just, to me, to this day, Minnesota. still makes no sense how this man, his whole career, can bounce around. And the two times he's been here, the first time around, he throws 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. One of the best seasons. Goes to the Pro Bowl. Gets us to the playoffs. Comes back and wins a Super Bowl in relief for Carson Wentz. It makes still, to me, is like complete lightning in a bottle. And it's one of the most craziest things I ever witnessed as an Eagles fan. Yeah, man. And it's, you know, they they say, you know, uh, see, with New England and, and Tom Brady fans especially, um, you know, it's they were kind of spoiled over the oh, yeah, last 20 norm. years. You know, it's just what it was. They were just winning Super Bowls. Boston Bowl. sports in general. Boston, yeah, exactly. Over the last, like, you got the Bruins. 15, the Celtics, 20 years has been crazy. The Red Sox, the Patriots. And they it's all like, got championships. All of them. Every single one of them. Multiple, some of them. And it's 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 unbelievable, man, because, you know, most franchises, if not, you know, 99% of franchises, don't even get to go to a Super Bowl or a World Series or a Stanley Cup or an NBA title. That's just, like, unheard of. I mean, look at some, like, look at the Bengals, bro. They haven't been there since 88. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it, it, it's to, to have gone to the Super Bowl, you know, we we get to we got to see the Eagles play the Patriots in 04. Obviously, we all know what happened. And, and that went. run of teams, that's the run of Eagles football that should have won a Super Bowl or two. Right, exactly. Exactly. Should have definitely won in 2002. Exactly. That was to me that still haunts me. Right. And then and then against the, that uh, of, against, the, the, against Bucks? the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. That still haunts me to this day. Yes. Ronde Barber. <sighs> yeah. All I hear is Ronde <laughs> Barber and Joe Jerovicious and I and I want to throw up my mouth. <laughs> I still hate that team. Oh, Jesus, dude. And, you know, they should have won that year. And you, you can make the argument that, you know, they really should have won that Super Bowl against New England. But we didn't know at the time they were running into literally the greatest dynasty of all time. Yeah. yeah. In the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay. But, like, to, to, to pull this off was just crazy. And to think about, like, because you kind of see over the last four years where the team's headed. And it's like, wow, like, I don't know how that happened. I mean, Doug Peterson came in. By the way, shout out to Doug. Got a job with the Jags. 
Shout out to Dougie Fresh. There he goes. Watch the Jags be a team to fucking fear. Shout I mean, out to Doug, man. Then I, I didn't understand that, dude. I mean, the Eagles let him go. I didn't agree with that. Yeah, um, I, I was, I was more, I was more in the camp of at this point, you move on from Wentz and you keep Peterson. You got to keep one or the other, right? And they got rid of both. Um, and that's not against Sirianni because he has turned it around the second half of the season, and I'm willing to give him a shot. I think he can, he has the potential to be a good coach. Um, but well, Peterson won us a Super Bowl, right? And it's like. You and know, then got you back to the playoffs two years after that, consecutively after that. Conse- right, right. With a roster that really was kind of decimated. Kind of decimated. Aging. A lot of those Super Bowl players were aging. Um, when most teams that reach a Super Bowl, especially the teams that win, there's so much turnaround in the offseason that a lot of teams have a Super Bowl hangover and they don't get back there. They don't even get back to the playoffs sometimes. Right. You'll see teams finish with four or five wins. So, and and we all know that the Eagles were a flawed roster. We all know there was issues. But you still went out in 18. You made the playoffs. You were an Alshon Jeffrey drop away from another NFC Championship game. And then the year after, you struggle early out of the gate. And then the last month of the season, you turn it around, kind of like this year with Sirianni. You turn it around, you go to the playoffs again. I mean, what what more could you really ask for? From a guy who took over a team that was in shambles with Trip Kelly. You know, coming into an organization that really had nothing to build on, had no quarterback. To this day, I think Chip Kelly was paid a handsome fee to uh come into the Eagles organization and literally uh blow Nuke it. The fu- <laughs> literally blow it the fuck up, dude. I mean I mean, come on, dude. You get rid of Macklin, you get rid of Jackson, you get rid McCoy. of McCoy. I mean, there are like they're our best players. I mean, dude, I will say that McCoy for Kiko Alonso trade to I mean, me to this day is still one of the most head scratching, baffling decisions I've ever seen. I mean, dude, it, there's no way. I mean, you can't convince me that Chip Kelly wasn't paid off, you know, by an owner or two or somebody to, uh, you know, really fuck the uh, Eagles franchise over. And you know, the craziest part. We talk about now how Lori and Roseman are so tied together at the hip. You're good. <laughs> oh, I, I was just, I, was, I didn't know if you guys uh, wanted a time uh, to, uh, shot. Yeah, I just took do a one. Shotsky? Yeah, you want to do you a can, You can fill me up, man. I'll take one. Uh, fill her up. Well, back to John's point. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that you said Chip Kelly has paid off. You, you heard about, uh, what's his name? Dolphins coach that got fired? Oh, uh, my Brian God. Brian Flores. Dude, that whole yeah. Yeah. Dude, shout out to him by the way for blowing the whistle Dude, on the lead. I told I I've been saying it since since day three. It's rigged. Well, so it's rigged. What did he come out and and actually say? Because I know he came out. He and came was out saying and said he the, he was offered a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, to lose every right. per, 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 per game per loss to tank. Per loss. Per loss. To tank. Right. Hundred grand. So, a so he blew the whistle on that. And and with the race and with the whole races, right. which literally. Is so is such a thing in the NFL. There's literally that Rooney rule, right? There's literally a rule in place that you like, you know, you get like draft picks for like interviewing black coaches because of the problem with like the disparity of you know race with coaches um, in the league. It's crazy, man. Like, and, and you don't you look at it and you're like, 
This guy may not coach again. He may get blackballed from he, the he, league. He won't coach again. And and it's crazy, but like you got to give him credit because you got to have some serious fucking balls. It's going up against the NFL to, to to stand by what you believe in in your morals and just go after this 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 juggernaut. So of, pretty of much, league. yeah. So Brian Flores, man, um, yeah, he won't coach again. It's, it's sad to say, uh, you know. I, now this is a little diff- of a different situation, but the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. You know, you look what happened to him, and he was never allowed yeah. back in the NFL. Something is a little yeah. It's that. like, it's like you know. You, but you, that uh, let me just say that's a completely different situation. That's completely yeah. Because I believe Kaepernick was uh, he had other interests at heart and was kind of, for lack of better term, shilling for those interests. Um, if that makes sense, shilling. Yeah, like getting paid for it. Yeah, yeah, like essentially, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like yo, shills. you do this, bro, and we're gonna make sure you're taken care of, whether you're in the NFL or not, possibly. But to your point, though, it's like you're you're standing up for this, whatever it is you believe in, risking your job, knowing you're probably gonna get blackballed. Um, but in Flores's case, like, kudos, man, like, you know, it, it's been an issue. I mean, we've seen it in the league now, where it's like, other than Mike Tomlin. How many consistently black coaches have we seen in the league? And you haven't really seen any. No, yeah. and, and there's many capable candidates. I mean, how does Deuce Staley not get a job offer? How does Eric Bieniemy not have a job? Didn't Deuce actually just get a head coach offer? Or did I think I... he might have got an interview. From the birds, no? Well, they interviewed him, I think, when they fired Peterson. I think they interviewed him, but it was kind of more of just like, Kind of throwing him a bone as a favor. I'm talking about. Than... I'm talking about really within the last week, or did I read something wrong? Well, I I know. Well, I know they interviewed him for the head coaching position right. before they hired Sirianni. But it was more of a like, hey, look, you've been with the le- you've been with the organization since you were a player. We're kind of throwing you a bone as a courtesy. Right. It wasn't like a. It, it really kind of wasn't like a serious interview, but it's just crazy to me. Like you know, he's a coach that's really put in the work. Um, I think yeah, I think he's I think he's uh, an assistant with the Lions right now, right? Deuce, running backs coach and assistant head coach. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like someone like him, or like I mentioned, like Eric enemy with the Chiefs. How how does that guy not have a job? I mean, right, he's right, such a right. smart football mind. And some of these coaches, like, did you guys hear? I think it's the Houston job. They were talking about offering it to Josh McCown. What? The fuck? I mean, Josh McCown, really? A guy who hasn't been ever... He's never been good. He's never really even been a starting quarterback, let alone coached in this league. He's been a backup all his life. I I guess I understand, like, okay, he's a backup. You're kind of like a coach. You know, you hold a clipboard. You're kind of on the sideline with a headset on. I get all that, but it's a totally different animal than running a franchise. The guy's (laughs) coached in high school, but you're... Yeah. How are you going to make the jump to the NFL? It's a big when, jump. When you know you have these guys that have been coaches for years that have had success, right, and have proven that they have a huge role in their organization that they can take a head coaching job and be successful. How they don't have, how they're not getting the same consideration is, is the whole reason why this argument still exists. The only thing, the only thing I would, uh, you know, kind of ask you know i'm not obviously in the nfl no sure one really i mean we're knows. not experts we, yeah. we just watch we're fans we don't know we're speculating really right because we don't know what goes on behind closed doors but 
You can, I mean, you know, the only thing I would ask is, you know, maybe are they not the the right candidate for the job? Well, you that's know? what and you hope. You right, look at it, right. like, you look at it objectively as a fan. Obviously, none of us are racist, so we're just looking at it like, all right. Theoretically, maybe he's just not the right candidate that they, you know, that they want to bring in for the job. Maybe this this whoever they hired is the guy that they wanted, and he's just the right fit for their organization. However, it gets to the point where it becomes such a pattern that you start to question it, where it's like it keeps that conversation going, whether it's valid or not. You know, and it very well could be. Yeah. Yeah. I I see. And another thing, too, man, you know, going back to the Kaepernick thing, it just like I think that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, you know, and it just, you know, because he 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 tried that approach and it just to me it backfired on him. You know what I mean? Um you know, later to come out, you know, and and find out what he was actually about and what his motives were. It's it's his motives weren't weren't for the whole change and everything. You know, he's he's good, bro. His his pockets are are fine. You know what I mean? He wasn't trying to make a difference in the NFL, in my opinion. He was just kind of trying to, I, I I guess, you know, start some shit that you know he didn't really give a shit about because at the end of the day, he was fine. You know what I mean? Right, and that's so, a shame because it's like. Did, uh, because if there's, there's a real issue, there's at hand, bigger issues. If, that, there's, if yeah. there's a real issue at hand, bro, that kind of undermines you're diminishing the whole thing. it, right? Exactly. You're diminishing exactly. It. So if that's the case, right? Do you think it was his agenda or somebody else's? I think I think it was someone else's because you know you're a starting quarterback in the NFL on a good team who just had went to the Super Bowl, and then you're gonna throw that all away. Well, then you ask yourself, well, for what? And it's like you know you have to be getting money for it yeah, obviously right. you know that there has to be an underlining issue uh you know or, or an incentive rather uh you know to to really you know kind of make a 180 turn and go against what and you're think about doing. it i mean you're telling me in the years that kaepernick's been out of the league all the stiffs that have started games in the league you're telling me he couldn't start over some of those guys right, right. there's definitely something else there right and you know clearly he's been blackballed from the league so it's just yeah it's crazy man like um it, we're we're, we're at a time now where like you know you hope that cuz you, you look at a guy like Flores you know seems like a good upstanding guy seems like he's really sticking by his morals and he's being truthful about all this had a great year this year so you hope right and he had a good year turned the dolphins around that was actually a surprising fire and that's really the only the only thing that kind of peaks you know, a question in my head is like, right. well, why did he get fired? Because he had, he actually turned a Dolphins team, right? You know, with you know, really, dude, he he's one of the most like winning quarter or winning coaches in the NFL. No, well, not the most, but like, not the most. But I, a, I know there's what you're there's like yeah. a statistic of some shit. I forget what it was exactly. Right. Yeah, and Brandon, to your point, like you know, right? If if you just took this team that literally had an zero and seven start. You went on a seven was a seven and one run or whatever seven and I think you they, almost they made were the only they were the only team to lose seven games in a row and, and then, then win seven games exactly in a row. right yep. so you 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 know it makes you think like okay clearly this tanking thing has some legs to it because yeah. why but, would you fire a guy that just turned your organization around and has proved that he can be a winning coach if you're trying to lose right clearly you're trying to tank so I think you know. And, and and we'll have to see what comes out of this. Um, but I think it has to do more with 
he wasn't willing to tank. He it didn't for him. It wasn't about the hundred thousand dollars a game. Um, you know, he just was. He he wanted to win. He's he's a winner. You know, and he, he wasn't willing to go along with the uh, the company policy, I guess, so to speak. I don't think it has to do with. Uh, uh, maybe it does. Like I said, I'm not in the NFL. I have no idea. But I don't think it has to do with the, uh, a racist thing, as opposed as more as I do. Uh, as more as I think it has to do with, you know, he just he wasn't going along with they what they wanted as and, far yeah, as losing. In that, in that situation, absolutely, I think it's more of a, you know, he's just not for basically taking a bribe. To exactly, tank. exactly. <laughs> and that's um, pretty. That's pretty badass. That's like criminal, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like if one of us were to go up to a coach, and if we had a hundred thousand dollars to throw at a coach to tank a game, that's like criminal shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like technically, you know what I mean. Pretty much. Like, um, yeah, so, I don't know, man. Like, hopefully, hopefully blowing the whistle on this, you know, it'll get straightened out, and it seems like he's, you know, he's on the right in this one, so kudos, man. Props, because that takes, like I said, it takes a lot of stones to stand up to the NFL knowing what you're up against and knowing the repercussions that can come from it and the fallout and to stand by what you believe in. Got to give a guy credit, man. Yeah, and not only that, he didn't take the money. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, right. It's a lot very, of people very do. easy to see a hundred thousand dollars per game to lose. Well, then it, 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 it's it, like one point seven mil. Right. It, I mean, think about it. You, lo- the Dolphins lose seven games in a row. Yeah, hundred thousand dollars a pop. Right. Well, there's you know close to a million dollars right, right. there. Right. You're almost at a mil. Uh, you know, it, it really raises a question. Really, at, at this point, you know, well, what coaches are compromised? Um. You know, and we'll never know that answer. Uh, you know, the fans will never know that answer. You know, a lot of fans will just, you know, keep on believing that ah, my team's just shitty. Well, you know, we we talk about this, and and you had brought it up, Brand, and it's like, you know, um, you know, we talk about the 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 fixing of sports, and whether it's on a coach's level or, or the referees level, or to, I mean, obviously the owners have something. On the involved. owners, man, think about the fraternity of owners. Yeah, I mean, you think they're gonna let that shit get out in the public and tarnish their reputation? Not. Absolutely not. And you know that in turn can cause rules to be put in place that affects the, what they're doing behind the scenes. Right. Absolutely not. And affects their bottom dollar at the end right. of the day. Right. Absolutely. Dude. Not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Is right. Um, so four years ago, we were talking about, uh, the Eagles obviously winning the Super Bowl February 4th, 2018. Um, and, and that was a glorious day, man. I mean, I remember where I was at, you know, really oh, yeah. every second of that dude. Um, I was actually in Philly at the time. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was an amazing experience, dude. I going in staying the, up on cars. Yes, <laughs> getting, uh, trying to climb up, uh, trying to climb the Crisco on the poles. Yeah, but it was all <laughs> greased up, um. You know, but going into the game, I had I had uh, little faith in the birds, and I'll just say that. I mean, I, I believed if our defense could step up, maybe if we could hold Brady, maybe Nick Foles could pull out some magic. But at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady, it's the New England Patriots, it's Bill Belichick, it's everything that goes along with it in the 20 years that they've been a team. And it's like, how can a backup quarterback beat Dude, them? I tell you, it's funny you bring that up because I just saw, like I said, I was going through my Facebook memories and like my time hop and everything today when I was scrolling social media and like uh you know i see all the posts i'm making before the game during the day and i like literally had to like just talk myself into the eagles winning this game and just kind of willed it into existence yeah i'm like all right 
Brian Dawkins got into the Hall of Fame. T.O. just got into the Hall of Fame. The game's on Jerome Brown's birthday. It's time. We're due. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally, I made a post. I, like, literally, I laid it out. I'm like, I'm completely just manifesting a win. Right. <laughs> At well, this point, Nick Foles got us this far. Why not finish the job? Well, maybe it was <laughs> your will and your will alone, Mario. See yeah. that? But, no. Um, Magic's rubbing off. Comes down to every fan. And Excuse me. It was it was electric being in the link during the playoffs, man. It was and being down at Xfinity for the NFC Championship game, it was crazy, man. It was, oh, I bet. It was like another fucking whole experience. Um, so you know, unconventionalism, you know, in this game is really what won it. Um, you know, really taking risks and you know going against you know conventional football is really what did it. Uh, and a play that will forever be. Re- <clears throat> I got something stuck in my throat. A play that will forever be remembered in kind of all sports history, in Philadelphia history. Oh, this is an all-timer for sure. But in all sports history, this would be one of the plays that will be remembered, uh, you know, throughout, you know, the next 300 years of football. And that is the Philly Philly. So let's uh, take a trip down memory lane, fellas, shall we? Why don't we? Let's actually, before we do this, let's uh, let's take a little shot. You want to pass that bottle around here? Sure. Okay. So, uh, cheers to four years of the Philly special. It's already been four years. Holy four year shit. anniversary, dude! It's crazy. That man. is insane, dude. This this literally feels like last season. <laughs> it feels longer, but it it, it it's no, only four it, years. It's funny. The years are starting to kind of pile up on it now, where you're starting you're starting to feel a little bit more detached, especially now with the roster kind of starting to change a lot more. Um, but yeah, dude, it's. This is like the single greatest moment as a fan yeah, you can't of our lifetime. Shit. So, everyone, way better than the World Series. Fuck you, Tom Brady. <laughs> Fuck you, Brady. Fuck you, Brady. Have a nice time. Also, fun to that. Tom Brady has retired from the NFL. I was actually thinking about this, bro, because uh, <laughs> since you just said that, uh, and then we'll play this clip, but since you just said that, uh, Tom Brady's last win was against the Birds, and his last Super Bowl loss was against the Birds. Kind of ironic. Yeah. There's a lot of Eagles history with Tom Brady. Very. I mean, you go back to 04, 05, and... This and then, yeah, then you know, this past playoffs, it's crazy. Yeah, we're like pretty tied with Brady history. Yeah, trip down memory lane, ladies and gentlemen. The Philly, Philly. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, what a gutsy call! Just, yeah. Tonight, Corey easy, Clement. easy. Kill, kill, lane, lane. What hands, wow. dude? That's insane. You know who didn't catch their pass from them? Tommy, Tommy Buckets. Oh, <laughs> moves to the right. It goes directly to Clement. Clement reverses it. Clement to Trey Burton. Oh, what a dime. What a and dime. The pass goes into the end zone. What a dime. Big Foles. dick Nick. Big slanging dick Nick. Nick, Nick Sudfeld getting Peters. on the fun. Look at him. <laughs> and the good old Nate. What a loser. <laughs> that guy sucked ass, dude. So, uh, he's you know. got a ring, though. <laughs> he does have a <laughs> ring. He does have a ring. But, dude, he's he was probably the worst backup quarterback I've seen here probably since, like, uh, 
Remember Mike McMahon? I was he gonna, was pretty bad. Like he o, was bad. Like I was gonna, 05. I was going to say uh, Bobby Hoying. Bobby, Bobby Hoying, fun fact, <laughs> the first ever Eagles jersey I ever owned Mine was, was a, a number Hoing. seven Bobby Same. Hoying. Same. And I was jealous because my cousin had an Irvin Fryer jersey. Oh, good old Irvin. Right. That was, that was a good one back then. Because I remember that. There's a picture of my dad holding me. He's got a Ricky Wooders jersey on. That was the jersey. He still wears that. That That's like he'll Between, never he'll never get rid of that. thing's all faded. He'll never get rid of that jersey. Between that jersey and the Reggie White jersey, I mean, classics. Can't yeah. go wrong. Yeah, classics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Mario, we were talking about, uh, obviously, Brady. Uh, you know, in so this was very interesting, this story that broke this week. Um, it came out that Brady had retired. Then it came out Brady from his agent hadn't retired, and you're only. Yeah, gonna... It's like did his dad say too? He's like still like I don't know, not so fast. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, in, in Tom Brady fashion, uh, you know, it's not over till it's over. So, uh, you can ask the Atlanta Falcons about that. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, that's dude. Yeah, that's sorry. You just, uh, we just keep hitting on these little side notes, but man, that has to be one of the most painful experiences of a football fan. <laughs> Yikes. Like I was, I felt pain for them watching as just a fan rooting for them to beat New England in that Super Bowl. It was just what a disaster, uh, abysmal. To That's say the a least. disgrace. That's an all-time choke job. Man. I mean, twenty-five points at half. Come on. I mean, the the meme of just the scoreboard at the end of the third quarter, just sitting there, twenty-eight to three. It's just like infamous now. It's crazy, man. But God, yeah, sorry. No, so uh, I mean, no, I mean it is, dude. I mean, it was, I was, I was horrible, bro. I mean, think about being an Atlanta fan, dude. Jesus, but, pain, man, it's just pain. I mean, Brady, uh, yeah, man, came out, uh, you know, I think it was, uh, you know, what Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday, and officially, after 22 years in the NFL, Tampa Tommy has been retired, man. He retired. Confirms his uh, retirement from the NFL after 22 seasons, seven Super Bowl rings, 10 Super Bowl appearances. Quarterback confirmed on Tuesday that he would be retiring after 22 seasons. Winning or uh, writing on Twitter, Brady said, I've always believed the sport of football is an. Is an. You want me to read it for you? Yeah, good. I can't see it from <laughs> my screen here. It's a, it's a little bit like more direct over here. So where are we at? Hold on. Uh, right here. Uh, uh, uh. All right. I've always believed the sport of football is an all-in proposition. If 100%... Uh, oh, my God. I'm, I'm fucking flubbing it, too. If 100% completive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. He added, this is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. So, kind of a cryptic way to say I'm retiring. I, I almost feel like he's like, not maybe not leaving the door all the way open, but keeping it kind of cracked. Yeah, yeah. In in Tom Brady fashion. In, in typical TB12 fashion. Uh, so, it says, uh, Brady, who played for 20 seasons with the New England Patriots, spent his last two seasons with the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the decision to retire comes on the heels of a loss to the Rams in the playoffs. Uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell said Brady, quote, will be remembered as one of the greatest to ever play in the NFL. Now, you know, this past week, man, I was kind of shocked. Um, you know, I I seen, a, especially in this area, uh, a lot of hate 
uh, for Tom Brady, and that's kind of surprising to me. Um, you know, I'm not gonna say I'm a Tom Brady fan because I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I, I, I'm a fan of greatness, and and, and you know, I kind of, you know. W- when you when you see greatness, man, you know whether it's Michael Jordan or you know Kobe Bryant or LeBron James or you know Tom Brady, gotta respect it. Um, because who knows when you're gonna see it again, man? This is a once in a in a generation talent. Um, and you know I was kind I was kind of surprised, you know, because a lot of people thrown shade at at Brady's way, and it's not like he's a rival of ours. Um, because he's not. Yeah, but- it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. Cause like you said, like you respect the resume. You obviously, like you said, I mean, we we growing up there was Jordan. Then we got a little older. There was LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, and Tom Brady. You know these guys, these legends. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's kind of become like the trendy thing to hate on Tom Brady. And listen, I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I I, I didn't forget losing to the Patriots. You know, in the Super Bowl back in '05. I, I get it. I get hating on the fact that, you know, you have to watch New England literally run the league for 20 years. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's like you still got to acknowledge the resume, whether you like him or not. We're never going to see this level of quarterback play ever again. Especially- and this whole era is over. I mean, think about yeah. all the guys. First, you know, Peyton Manning retired. Then you had Drew Brees. You got Brady, Rivers, all these guys. Yeah. Roethlisberger's now retired. Yep. So this whole era of quarterbacks, um, you, it's over. They're you group Rodgers in that in that era. Rodgers still playing though. Yeah, he'll, he's still playing. He'll, he'll probably still but play he, for. But a he's few in years. he's in that era too, right? Yeah, yeah. When he uh, retires, he'll, I'd put him in that category. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a little after them. Uh, I mean, because you got Breeze, Brady. Yeah, because he sat Rivers, behind Favre for a little bit. That's yeah, why. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. So how, how old is Rogers? Rogers thirty five, something like that. Thirty eight, yeah, something like that. Somewhere in there, around there, Damn. late thirties, probably mid uh, to late thirties. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's a once in a generation talent in in, in TB twelve, and uh, you know, the simple fact that you know he, I mean, listen, you know, he he's out there balling at age forty four, and probably could have came back out at age forty five. Um, now I think we were making the joke in, in our band chat, um, about how it wasn't really his decision. It was just, uh, Giselle's decision. It's, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a hundred percent Giselle's decision. (laughs) Tom Brady would play until he's 50. The guy hasn't slowed down. He's probably putting up better numbers in his forties than he was putting up in his twenties. Exactly. Yeah. He had a great season this year. Yeah. There was really no reason for him to call it quits other than the fact that I think he starts to realize now, look. I got seven Super Bowl rings. I've played for over twenty years. I've I'm literally the king of the league. I have nothing left to prove. My kids are getting older. My wife's bitching at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta stay home and be a dad. Um Yeah, I I a hundred percent think it was this this was a Giselle decision because why else would he be on the fence? Like Ben Roethlisberger he made it clear at the end of this season when the Steelers squeaked into the playoffs, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. He was done during the playoff game. He, he said we have the- no, he said we have no chance of winning this playoff game. I'm out. During I'm just, the regular season. I'm he just was having done. some fun out here playing some yeah. extra football that yeah. I have no business playing. I think he was done before the season right, even started. Right. right. 
You knew going into this season that Big Ben's done. Dude, Big Ben. Ugh. You know, guys that retire. Guys that yeah, retire because they just. Oh, I wonder if they make him run laps at practice. They probably don't. No, no, he's probably he's probably slugging Bud Lights all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eating donuts and shit. He's sitting on the sidelines slugging beers, but uh, no, like guys that retire, like Drew Brees, all the injuries piled up. His age, you know, a lot of wear and tear on the body. You knew when he was done, he was done. Um, you know, again, I just said it earlier. Brady with this quote, it's like he's trying to leave that door open because he's like. Maybe I can spend this off season convincing my wife <laughs> yeah. to get off my back right. for for so th- like at least another year. Th- is this uh, to th- run it back? Is this another Brett Favre uh, scenario where he retires, doesn't retire, retires, then retires and unretires and comes you back know, and retires? I wouldn't put it past Tom Brady at all to pull a Brett Favre. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, and quite frankly. The the competitive the, the competitive list for it because this is like think about it week leading up to the Super Bowl it's kind of a slow week for the NFL other than like the Pro Bowl there's not really anything going on the what the the no. oh the uh, the uh, the Pro Bowl the exhibition the ex <laughs> dude I, I uh, what a joke all the skills I forgot it was even on TV you yeah, know that it's a joke dude I didn't even ah it's ridiculous it's a joke but anyhow. But anyhow, you know, what better time than the week leading up to the Super Bowl to just steal the spotlight from the league and make it all about Tom Brady? So somehow, <laughs> even though he's not in the Super Bowl, somehow Tom Brady. Somehow he is. He wins again, Tom wins Brady. Wins again. One last notch in the belt yeah. before he rides off in the sunset with his seven rings. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Oh, my God. Ah oh, man, you know, dude, not for nothing, too, man. This guy was, you know, what one of the last, if not the last, draft picks, you know, drafted in round seven, six. Or I mean, seven. dude, he had no business doing what he did in the league. No, dude. look, look at his combine footage. Let's pull it up. His picture, like they took the picture. You know, they take the picture of every yeah. of every player yeah. in the combine. Oh my God, this guy looks like he should be bagging groceries. Here we go, right here. We're probably gonna get or he looks ass. like is he in khakis? I think he's doing this in khakis? Like khakis, dude. He looks like he should That's be the most Tom Brady thing. He looks ever. like he should be serving me like a cheeseburger and fries yeah. in a McDonald's drive-through. Like, and this man went on to literally dominate the league for twenty years. I mean, look at that. This gangly dude became the greatest of all time. Butt-ass chin. Unbelievable, man. Like, love him or hate him, it's just, you look at him and it's just like, how how did this even happen? And to think, Drew Bloodsoe getting hurt. That's changed the entire league. Yep, yeah. An injury of one player, one quarterback getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. Changed the next 22 years of the league. It's insane. It's, it's like football. That's what makes football so great is these little fluky things that happen change the entire course of history. Right. And, and it makes for such an interesting narrative. Like, you don't really get that anywhere else. No. 
That's what's so cool about football to me. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Tom Brady moving on. Um, you know, I think he's done, though. Like you said, Mario, he really has nothing left to prove. Yeah, but- I mean, I if I had to put money on it, if I'm a betting man, I think he's done, too. But I, Dude, I think he wants an even, even number of rings. I think he wants eight. Yeah, I mean, who knows, man? Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see because, you know, the thing, and the reason why I bring up Brett Favre, man, is because they have the same level. They might not have been the same player, but they have the same level of competitiveness. You yes. know, they, they're, when they're out there, they lay their everything out there on the line. Oh, yeah. Brett Favre was my favorite non-Eagle same. for years. Same. He was my favorite quarterback and, and player, really, uh, non-Eagle. Yeah. Right. Yeah, non-Eagle. yeah. 100%, man. I agree. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Does he come back? Is he truly done now? The difference is... You know, with Brett obviously not really getting to as many Super Bowls and only winning, I believe, one uh, in his yeah. career against, ironically, I believe the Patriots back in like 97. 97, I think it was his, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, that's the only difference um, is Brady has the resume over Brett. And, you know, Brett was trying to maybe get one more, at least not one more appearance in. Uh, oh, man. That run with Minnesota. In his last year, oh, what a painful way to end on that interception. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, dude. That was bad. That was bad. Rough. That was bad all around. Um, But, you know, we got to at least see, man, in our lifetime, an Eagles Super Bowl and one of the greatest, if not the greatest, ever to play the sport, I'd say, confidently. Yeah, I mean, how, how could you really argue it? You know what I mean? It's like. Well, a lot of people do. You know, and that's the thing. No, I know. Look, not, there's, not, look, well, not there's, there's, there's older generation of people that will look and say, well, Montana. you know, I'm a Montana guy. You know, I'm a whoever. Take your pick. Um, Unitas. Look, I I can't speak on Joe Montana. But when I was born, Joe Montana was on his, like, last season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I was born, I think he was taking Kansas City to the playoffs, like, in his last year. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, like. I I've only seen Tom Brady. I've literally grown up watching football, and there hasn't been a season where Tom Brady hasn't been one of the top five quarterbacks. Right? Isn't that going to be league. weird? Right? It's, it's really weird. It's, so, I mean, look, what, what is exciting though? I will say, going forward, is there's such a great crop of young quarterbacks now that have taken the league over. I mean, yeah, we see it. You got Burrow. I mean, you got Josh Allen. You got Justin Herbert. I mean, you got Lamar, uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, you have all these quarterbacks that are that next crop. Which you know, so it's good that we it's good that we had a, a we didn't have a down period of like bad quarterback play. Yeah. Like it was a pretty seamless transition, which is pretty cool. So let's get into this, man. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Super Bowl <clears throat> Super Bowl Sunday is uh, you know less than two weeks away. Obviously, you know, I never thought I'd be saying this, but the Los Angeles Rams are at home at SoFi Stadium against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, what a fun team to watch. A fun young team. Absolutely all the credit in the world to that team. They had, I think they, were they, four, they were like a four-win team like us last year. I believe so. I believe so. And, and dude, like Jamar Chase has been unreal. A stud. I mean that team stacked like a Higgins and 
no. Boyd and right. Mixon. Mixon. Dude, they're yeah. stacked. And it, it's crazy. Like, like you said, they haven't they haven't really had success since the late eighties. <laughs> Boomer size in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Shout out to the Bengals. I, I was I've been pulling for them this playoffs since the Eagles have been out of it. And um, look, I'm happy for the Rams and Stafford. I, I personally am not a big Sean McVay guy. I think he's way overrated. Yeah, he's a dumbass. Um, his, and, sec- his second Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. What'll be uh you know, what'll be interesting to see um. You know, we got the Bengals and the Rams coming up. I just lost my train of thought completely. I love it when that... Oh, here we go. Um, I'm not sure if you guys uh, seen the, uh, the the bet slip that was floating around Twitter uh, the other day. So when the Rams were playing the Niners and the Bengals were playing the Chiefs, there was a bet slip. Uh, the odds were something insane. And someone bet 20 bucks and picked the 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 correct scores for both games. Did you see how much they won? What was the payout on that? $594,000. On a $20 on bet. On a $20 bet. Yeah, man. It was fucking unbelievable. Dude, that's one of those situations those where... Scores? That's crazy. Right. You be a that's one man. of those situations where like, if, <laughs> I, if I hit on that, Straight DJ. I'm literally not telling anybody. No. 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 I'm quietly cashing out. And moving. And I'm, and I'm moving all my life, and I'm not telling anybody <laughs> yeah. that I have 500 grand sitting in my account. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like... Half a mil city in my account. Um, so, quick thoughts, uh, you know, on on this game coming up, uh, you know, and just and and we'll get into it more uh, next week. But just a, a quick synopsis on, um, you know, the coming game, L.A. and uh, Cincinnati coming up uh, from SoFi Stadium, and this is back to back years, which I believe last year was the first time that uh, a Super Bowl team in Super Bowl uh, error, yeah, that uh, you know a franchise was at home in the Tampa Bay, back to back. and now it's happened back to back with the Rams and Tampa last year against the Chiefs. Um, so we got Matty Ice, or no, not Matty Ice, Matty Stafford against Joe Burrow and the and the Bengals. Um, so quick synopsis, fellas, what do you think? Just you know, uh, first thoughts of this game right here. You think it's gonna be a good game, bad game? Oh, I think it's gonna be a great game, and I'm gonna be kind of heartbroken no matter what happens because like, I I I like Matt Stafford as quarterback. I've always Same. liked him. I've always liked Matt. Stafford. Even even on the shitty Lions, he was still fucking dope. Uh, and he hasn't won a Super Bowl, so like I really that would be dope if he won. But on the other hand, you got. Joe Burrow, bro, the fucking Joe Burrow, Joey Buckets, Joey Buckets, Joe cool guy, Joe, dude, he's fucking, he's a stud, and he's been the hottest. Let me just say this: he's been the hottest quarterback since about week sixteen, week fifteen, sixteen, when he when he came out and threw. Dude, he's been five hundred yards, tearing it up. Yeah, yeah, and I had him on, had him on the fantasy squad. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. So it's gonna suck. I kind of want both teams to win, <laughs> and then <a> tie. <laughs> I just want both teams to have fun. They can't. Right, they, can, they don't do that, right? Can, can both teams get a trophy? No, no. I think <laughs> I don't think so. They, it's twenty twenty two, so maybe, maybe they put that they anticipation put, trophy. Sorry. They put that <laughs> really no, nah, they can't. Nah, so can't what do they? They just keep going until somebody scores. Yeah, they'll yeah, go. yeah. They'll just keep going, even if it's a, if it's a tie after you know five overtimes. You know, they'll just keep going. I, I think this game's going to come down to that vaunted Rams defense. If the, if they do what they're supposed to do on paper, I really do think L.A. will end up winning this game. And they're home. 
pretty much. And, and they're pretty yeah. much, yeah, they're, well, they're they are. home. They are yeah, home. They're yeah. in L.A., yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I, I'm I I'm with you, Brandon. Like, I've always liked Matt Stafford. Uh, another, we're full of side notes tonight. Um, I saw a meme the other day. It was pretty funny. It was uh, Matt Stafford starting, and the halftime show has Eminem in it. It's the closest Detroit's ever going to get to a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's Dude, fucking hilarious. I read that and I just started busting out laughing. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I really do think it's going to come down to both offenses are going to light it up, and I really do think like if the Rams defense, because on paper, I mean that that pass rush is nasty. Their secondary is nasty. They're just that, that's just a really stingy defense. And I think if they can get the job done, they'll win. But again, the Bengals are a fun team, electric, and how could you not root for Joe Burrow? I mean, yeah. he's just. He's kind of become like in the playoffs for like around the league, I feel like. He's kind of just become like everybody's quarterback. Yeah. We're kind of all just kind of like quietly rooting for him, you know what I mean? So, 100%. I don't know, we'll see, man. Wow, it's it's a tough. One. What do you what do you say over there? Um, so for me, man, this is the reason why the Rams went out and and you know, acquired players like Von Miller and yep. Jalen Ramsey and you know they're paying Aaron Donald all this money um you know for games like this man you you, you listen the old saying is defense wins championships and we're going to see that man uh you know on paper both offenses have great teams obviously you got Cooper Cup uh you know the best he's wide receiver been, in yeah, the league yeah he's been ridiculous straight stud um you know obviously you know on the other side of the ball you got Jamar Chase uh who's been a stud this year but, you know, I, I don't think it comes down to offense uh, in this game on Sunday. Um, I think it's going to come down to defense. I think it's what defense is going to show up. Um, is it going to be, you know, the Rams defense that we've seen struggling, you know, uh, you know some parts of this year? Or is it going to be the Rams team, you know, we kind of seen in the last few weeks where they've kind of hitting on all cylinders? So it should be interesting to see. Now, obviously, like we were talking about, the Rams – do have the advantage of being at home. Right. Um, but, you know, don't count that out, man, because L.A., you can't forget about this. L.A. isn't really a it's home. Not a ho- yeah. It's not home field, you know. Um, there's a lot of different, you know, uh, people and fans in that uh, general vicinity. Um, and with the Bengals having being really relevant in the last fucking 40 years, um, well, see, that's the other thing with the Rams is, you know, they're battle-tested. Well, They've sure. They've been there. A lot of the guys on this core group for the Rams have, you know, were, were on that Super Bowl team that played against New England. But this is, I mean, listen, the, the last th- two or three weeks have been Matt Stafford's biggest games yet. This yes. is going to be his biggest game of his career. Yeah. Joe Burrow, not for nothing, just played in the uh, national title game and won last year. Yeah. So, uh, you know... I don't think that matters. I th- let's cancel that out because Matt Stafford hasn't been here. Joe Burrow went to an NSC, uh, NCAA, sorry, rather. NCAA well, and last year, I mean, title game. The one thing I will give Burrow though is you got to give him credit. I mean, he tore his knee up last year, yeah. So he didn't really, he didn't, you know, and that was pretty late in the season, I think, if I recall right. I yeah yeah. So I mean, you got to give him credit for completely just. I mean, there's no signs of any issues lingering no. for that. No. But yeah, I mean, you would think. This being Stafford's like first real chance at like proving to people the quarterback that he's always been, because you know if you're an actual football fan, you know the issue's always been that he's just been a Detroit Lion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The guy's an Iron Man, and he's been 
a successful quarterback. He just hasn't had a team to win. And his first year outside of Detroit takes uh, takes the a team to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's going to be a good matchup, man. I I, I really do think I agree with you. <laughs> I think it's going to come down to defense. Yeah, it's going to have to, man. What defense is going to step up and make a play? Um, you know, so we'll be uh, diving into that more, um, you know, next week on the show. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, we'll give our picks to our Super Bowl picks. It's, I guess it's only fitting since we did picks all year. Uh, might as well dive into our picks, uh, for our Super Bowl. Maybe we'll make a little side wager. Uh, maybe not a shower, Shane, because that fucking sucked that last week. did suck. That was brutal. Um, you know, and we're all here that endured the shower. Or no. Yeah, we're all here. That I have, I have too much hair to be enduring showers of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so maybe next week that was we'll, a lot uh, of shampoo to get that out. We'll we'll uh, we'll do something with a stripper and and getting slapped or something. Brandon's really on that kick of yeah, I want to get slapped by a stripper. <laughs> I think he got a little inspired from the music video. Yeah, speaking of which, yeah, um, you know, so the title of this episode, and I don't want anyone to uh, kind of get freaked out or anything like that, but. You know, our music is on Spotify. Yes. For now. Dot, dot, dot. DP's back. For now. At least for now. No, uh, listen, our music is going to stay on Spotify, uh, you know, for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, there's there's been talks, and here, let's just pull this up real quick. The EP is back. Thoughts Like Anchors is back streaming live on Spotify on uh, Win by Two. Go search that. Search it up. Uh, stream it up. Help us get past, uh, you know, a thousand streams. It's it's a very small goal, um, which I think is very obtainable as long as we keep promoting it as such. Uh, so thoughts like anchors. Well, look at that. Thanks for the advice. Is creeping up on the chart. Yeah. Fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The, dude, I was listening to the EP today, man. I forget. I I forgot how good thanks was because we yeah really give that song. No you know love. what's really funny? I actually didn't listen to it on the EP, but. I went back. I I kind of went in this like deep dive the other night, like just on my Instagram for some reason. Right. Um, because I was looking for because I used to do like guitar videos, like, guitar clips, like three years ago. So I was like looking for songs to like go and just kind of jam on my own. And I found the clip from our first show. Oh, we and pl- a clip from Thanks. Yeah, we played that song at like a thousand beats per minute. We, oh yeah, we played it way <laughs> too fast, but. But it sounded good, and like I was like, "Wow, you know, the end of that song where it kind of builds up and it yeah. gets like it kind of gets like real bombastic at the end." It was like, "Wow, this is actually a pretty cool song." Like we haven't really played it in a while a since year? last summer, yeah. Right? With, yeah. With Brian. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Brian was still the other guitarist at that point. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's cool, man. It's it's a unique song because it's it's very different from the rest of our catalog of stuff. Um. Well, just, you know, the whole EP, man, you know, because the last couple songs now have just been singles. So I, you kind of, when you when you take the songs as just singles, you look at, you know, Time on My Hands, The Contact, uh, Hate Me, and in some aspects, the 90s. But even at that, that kind of differs from those first three songs. Because yeah. they're very oh, high energy and pop punk and where all, you know, the 90s and Thanks are more alternative and more popular, I guess. Um, but you kind of forget, like, you know, the reason why we wrote a song like the 90s and thanks for the advice is to, because we're, we were writing an EP. So you, you can't make every You gotta song. have those ebbs and flows when you write a full release. Right, right exactly. Whether it be an LP or an EP, you have to, you can't just, like you said, you can't just go balls to the wall one direction or the other. Right. Because then it kind of alienates 
a portion of your fan base that likes that kind of stuff. Yeah. And for us as writers, you know, we like we have different tastes, so we like to write songs like that every once in a while too. So, so I posed this question. Yeah, it's interesting. I posed this question to Mitch the other day. Um, I posed this question to Mitch. Uh, what's? Uh, I'll ask both of you guys. What's your favorite Win by Two song? Record it, and what's your favorite Win by Two song to play live? Ooh, that is a good one. To play live. Oh man. Live it's 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 either wasted away, hate me or canvas. And I can't decide because like I get the same feeling playing all three. Alright, if I had to narrow it down. Playing live probably canvas. Hate me, maybe recorded. Yeah, be the one. Yeah, yeah. How about you, B? What's your? Uh, I mean, obviously not live. Or what's your favorite? Well, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, to hear live. There you to go. To hear live. Yeah, I was probably. Yeah, I'm probably gonna say hate me recorded. I had I have that on my playlist, and that pops up every once in a while, and it's nice. It sounds really good in the car. Yeah, it it bumps in the whip. Shout out to Corbin Smith and Colby. Um, and I, I like burning up live. I don't think you guys played that one in a while, have you? Or yeah, you we, we yeah we oh, closer oh, closer yeah. closer. Yeah. Oh, okay, I forget. Uh, the last time I heard that one live, but I, that's a, that's a banger live. Harper's were you at the last Harper show? Yeah, but I was high as fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were on the edibles, dude. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, you were like, bro, I just hate it. Dude, edibles, I couldn't bro. even order a drink at the bar. It was too much. <laughs> I was just like, whatever. I'm going to go with Thursday. You just go mute. Oh, dude, that's the worst. When you get so high, you just go mute. I've had that happen so many times. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thoughts at Cankers, uh, you know, back on Spotify, streaming now. Uh, make sure uh, you go to Spotify. Check that out. I- iTunes, uh, you know, and, and any anywhere else you stream music. Um, also, too, next week, six days, we will be dropping... A uh, new release. Yeah, new win by two. What do we got, Mario? What do we got coming out? So, next week, we are dropping, with a video, the new single, When You're Around. There it oh, is. It's, it's the whole pie? The, the video's whole, dropping, The whole dude. kitten caboodle, my friend. <laughs> dude, I wish I Brandon, could say that and pull that off. Brandon's in the no video. No spoilers. He's in the no video. spoilers. Brandon has a cameo. He does. Thank you. Has Thank a pretty you. important role, really. It was not <laughs> even a cameo. It's like a pretty important like, main role. role. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, that was, it's a supporting role. I would it's, say. Sorry, right, it's a pretty solid supporting role. He's yeah. a supporting cast, a main supporter. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, so when you're around dropping fe- everywhere, February 9th, and when we say sorry. everywhere, we mean everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Make sure to check out our YouTube though, because 12 o'clock a.m. November or November, uh, February 9th, 12 o'clock a.m. Uh, you know the video will be dropping, the audio will be dropping. So make sure you check that out uh, on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and and stuff like that. Uh, you know, we'll just be posting clips of the video to be directing you guys to our either YouTube or probably just to our YouTube because I mean anyone can go to our Spotify and iTunes. But really, we want to push this video to max Dude, capacity. This video, it's it's the best thing. I we've just ever watched done. it again today. Uh, I I was driving home from work and I have like a little like uh, little holder thing for yeah, my phone, my clip. pop socket. So I have yeah. I had sitting there on the dash. 
Dude, so good. Yeah, dude. It's, it's my favorite video we shot so it's far. It's the best video we've done. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's our best Trevor, work. Trevor knocked it out of the park. He did. Um, you know, this time around, we came with a script. Uh, we came with a script, yes, but, like, it was a lot of improv as well. Um, it was know, a good balance. It was a good balance, yeah. 100% good balance. And, uh, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is we came more prepared. Um, as to pose, uh, opposed to time on my hands video was our first video for all of us. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, we, this is our what fourth? It's our fourth video. Yeah. And and we and we shot one ourselves. So like, right. we have all that experience, not only working with Trevor on the previous two, but also shooting one ourselves and knowing what that involves. Going into this one made it like so much easier to just put it together and make the vision kind of come to life and dude it was awesome yeah we're excited for uh you guys to check this out uh you know and and we're also excited too to be because now that we we knocked this one out of the park everyone moving forward the next releases that are coming you know in the next couple months uh they're gonna be like this on this level if not gonna be hitting another level of yeah. greatness you know what i mean yeah because we're uh we're meeting with justin we're meeting Justin with May in May. Yeah, in May to record the rest of the uh, EP. Yeah, putting out another EP. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have to get to work with that uh, in the next. You know, probably right after this release, we're gonna be getting right on that. So, yeah, man. Uh, Thoughts like anger streaming now. Uh, when you're around, out everywhere, February 9th. So make sure you go and stream that. So, John, real quick before we wrap up this little segment, what's your favorite? Song live and studio. It's a good question, Mario. Thanks for asking it. <laughs> uh, so we'll leave you out, buddy. Thanks, bud. Uh, so the favorite recorded song, uh, favorite my favorite recorded song is Canvas. Um, I'd have to say, just I mean that's probably I mean from start to finish. I mean the the when when I listen back to that structurally, song, man, it's such a step up. It's yeah. yeah. It, it uh, when I listen back to, to that song, man, I'm like, wow, we really wrote a song like that. Like, it's just it goes. It's uh, the sections, bro. The sections, yeah, dude. I actually just recently watched that again today. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched that like uh, earlier uh, while I was at work because I was just I went on like I said earlier. I I, I kind of got like super inspired. And I so was here just, we can we can actually pull that up because I was watching a bunch of videos while I was working. I had like a bunch of like bass videos. I just like kind of like taking some lessons online and. And I stumbled upon that because I was like looking up our shit too, and very very kind words from our guy over at uh, Unsigned Showcase. Here we go. This is Unsigned Showcase. Unsigned Showcase on YouTube, guys. Make sure you go check him out. Give hey, him folks, a, so a thumbs today. up. Now we got some cool bands on the yeah, show. Yeah, go check today. him out. He, he covers uh, a lot of great bands, and he does. I know he does like mostly uh, metal. Does some punk stuff, dude. A lot of great shit on there. Make sure you go head over there and give him a thumbs up. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button because he does great reviews. Two priority submissions in today's video, which is super nice when they can come through like that. We got to send him the new one today. Win by two. We had these guys on the channel. We're a recurring band now. This is a brand new track that's just come out with a cool video for it called Canvas. Let's get it on the screen and check it out. So we shot Canvas uh, ourselves. Uh, you know, I shot the video. I'm not thrilled with it um, just because the equipment I had at the time wasn't up to par. With the equipment I have now, I feel like I could do a much better job. But for what it is, it's, you know, it's good. 
But as you can see, there's not much of a plot. It's just us jamming on a roof. Yeah, this was literally what? The uh, Ocean Hotel yeah. in Atlantic City? Jamming on top of the roof of the parking garage? Yeah. And he's feeling it. You can tell he's feeling it. See, I feel like with Canvas, the, the song itself kind of told for itself. spoke for itself and yeah. told the narrative yeah. where the video works. Right. Where it's just us up there doing our thing, jamming. Because it's a song that kind of like everybody's kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, so it showcases everybody's parts. And he, had that, he mentions that too in the review. So I feel like I feel like it kind of works because you get to focus on just what we're playing. Where the new one's a little bit more straightforward, kind of punky or pop punky, kind of very pop. Where the video right. kind of brings the it video elevate right. the whole production's like this whole thing where it just kind of elevates it. Right. I haven't watched this in a while, bro. I'm getting, like, kind of taken back right now. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's funny. We shoot these. We put them out. We watch the shit out of them when they first drop. We and were excited. And then it's, like, months go by, and you're like, oh, yeah, we did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I went back the other day and watched the first two videos we did, and I'm like, oh, those exist. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> this was fun to do. Uh, it was, you know, it was a little rushed. It was a fun adventure. But though. it was like, fun. It was our first time, really being at the helm of our own video yeah you know we kind of went into it like all right we have this idea this rooftop how do we really maximize this one it would have been insane it would have been insane if we if like imagine if we had a little bit of a plot and then had trevor's if we had trevor's uh equipment right to film it it'd be on the next level but for what it is man you know it serves its purpose very well and I will say my favorite shot still hasn't come up yet. I don't want to. Let's see. Yeah. What is it? Still got a little bit yet. So we we have the uh, reoccurring joke of the band, the sections, and you guys will see why in a second. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice thickness to the guitars as well, thicker than you might expect for this kind of music. That's like when my, my hair first started getting. Yeah. <laughs> Little Freudian's, uh, Freudian slip. I can't even talk. Freudian slip with your glasses on in the beginning and then off. At there, the end. There's actually a couple of continuity errors. Continuity error, there it is. Did you notice the other one? I pointed it out when we shot. There it is. That's my favorite shot, the helicopter. The helicopter, yeah. But the other continuity error that's in the video, it's kind of funny because, like, nobody really cares except us. 
If you section. watch, there's a couple of shots. Wait, what do you say? Oh, did I miss it? The, the section part? Sections. <laughs> I should get that as a sound bite. Every song we write, we play them in the background section. <laughs> Sections. Yeah. But uh, the other continuity error, if there's a shot with Alex singing. And if you look in the background, I had already finished my up-close shots. And we, we, we finished the wide shots. And my bass is sitting. Because, like, uh, you yeah. see it. You Absolutely. see us playing, and you see like my stuff behind my uh, amp, and, I mean this, and then you I cut away to the shots of just Alex. You see my bass laying down because I'm off to the side chilling. <laughs> Let's hear his review real quick. Ten out of Absolutely ten out of ten, and I and I mean this when I say this. That is as good as any pop punk pop punk track I've ever heard. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And actually better Thanks. than most pop-punk tracks yeah, that I've you, ever man. heard. Because it had so many sections in there. This the went from a new section to a new section to a new section to a new section all the way through the track. This wasn't a verse-chorus, verse-chorus, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro track. You know, which is a typical format for pop-punk. Absolutely superb track. All the sections sounded great. They all had a different energy and different vibe to them. The vocal were, were changed on them as well, so they felt different and separate to each other. Great energy movements with the drums from that really high, you know, B, BPM stuff to breaking it down, working the toms, working the cymbals, Thanks. Uh, and building it back up into a bit of a pace as well. Absolutely brilliant. The vocal tone in this one fits perfectly with the music. Um, you know, it's got that pop punky, high rangey kind of sound to it and tone. F just slots in with this music perfectly. It's that skate punk sound that you want to hear. Uh, great riffs on the guitar. Too, especially the fast a nice part. thickness yeah. to the distortion as well, which was thicker than you might expect for these. You know, mm. some of these bands could be quite jangly with the guitar tone. But it had a nice thickness to it, which gave it a heaviness as well, which I personally enjoyed. It might be too heavy for some punkers, but I enjoyed it. It sounded great. It had a nice thick sound to the mix. Um, and you could hear the bass the whole time, and the bass did its own thing separately there to the you guitars are, Mario. and had runs and I everything appreciate else. appreciate my band. That is that was 10 actually out of exactly 10. what I was trying to do. I can't think like of anything else that, that you, know, you could the say guitars, that you want to see in this kind of music that wasn't yeah, there. And a nice high-quality video to go with it as well, which is cool. Although I did yeah, think there he we, goes uh, again. it was out of sync a few times ah, with the vocal there, but that uh, didn't matter. It looked good. Uh, Man, <laughs> absolutely 10 that's out of 10. That's one bar. I'm not even joking. But dude, for your, fir a, your first edit, and that's the that's the only constructive criticism. Well, to be fair, he does follow it up by saying he didn't even care. It didn't matter. It looked good anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it did. I liked, I liked, I really liked the, uh, whatchamacallits, the, oh, fuck, I forget what they're called. The... The glares, I guess. That's oh, what the I'm lens call flares. We the lens flares. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So back to this thing. Well, are you so? Oh, <laughs> uh, is this breaking? <laughs> what do you? So, that's a statement from Commissioner Roger Goodell. Uh, the NFL. Its teams and players are deeply worried regarding the unprecedented situation that has unfolded as a result of the last week's NFC Championship game between the Rams and the Niners. 
For the second straight year, there will be a team, an unfair uh, you know, advantage in the Super Bowl. As an organization, we have tried to avoid very uh, this very situation, uh, utilizing neutral sites. But having occurred two years in a row causes a change, causes it for change. To guarantee this will never happen again, the league has come to a unanimous decision to move every <laughs> to move every Super Bowl to the following uh, to move every Super Bowl following this season at t Stadium to the Dallas Cowboys. Dude, that's hilarious. That's, that's so. Funny. That's actually a joke. Is this from NFL memes? Dude, their page yeah. is gold. Um, but no, back to uh, yeah, Canvas Man. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was you know the first video I shot, and you know I'll probably do another one in in the future. Uh, but for what we're going for right now, man, um, the moment needs to be captured, and it needs to be captured correctly. Um, I'm still learning, and like I said, the equipment that I had at the time wasn't up to par. It was kind of my first uh, pieces of gear that I had, and I was kind of really just learning. Um. But moving forward, dude, you know, I feel like I could do a pretty good job with the shit that I have now. So, yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah, we but, do. We can shoot plenty of content. I got a serious question for both of you guys. What you got? So, I know you guys are are huge, huge Joe Rogan haters. Are you, <laughs> are you, are you pulling Are you pulling the, the music off the Spotify? I'm just kidding about being the haters part. I know you don't, I know you don't stand for that shit. And I know you don't want to be affiliated with that kind of filth. Well, funny enough, man. So we, you know, I posted that, uh, you know, early in the week, this week, and uh, had actually actually some criticism from none other than Bore's own, Norstep's own, Stephen Weiss. And <laughs> wow, <laughs> did I send that in the group chat? No, I didn't see it. When did this happen? Yeah, go ahead. Or maybe Elab- you did. You might, you might have. I just didn't see it. But So it was like, uh, you oh, know. Oh, boy. Uh, let me, I had to go back to the post, too, because I forget exactly what I said. But, I mean, the, the comment. And listen, we hit this guy up. for, and He's hitting band. He's posting on his socials all the time. And we're we're like, yo, we'll play. And there's. I, it, I, to this day, I still hit him up, dude. We'll play shows. And, and it's, you know, crickets. We like, we like Bore. We do like Bore. We support Bore. But uh, I don't think that's it. That's a day ago. I gotta find the post, man. I had a crazy, uh, th- a crazy week this week on Facebook, man. A lot of people trying to come at my neck for <laughs> yeah. no reason at all. You kind of let a uh, viral political uh, and we'll get war. into <laughs> we'll, we'll get into why uh, you know the, you know later. But um, let's see. I gotta find this video, uh, this post here. It should be coming up. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Mention you in a couple. So, all right. So, I I made a post on the Win by Two Facebook page, um, saying not a huge Neil Young kind of guy, but you know we are uh, thinking of pulling our music off Spotify hashtag um, as well. But honestly, it's a lot of work, and we just got it back on there. Thoughts like anchors. Out now, streaming everywhere. Stream your little uh, hearts. Ah, that's a that's a good segue. It's like a little. That. It's a joke, obviously, right? It's oh, yeah, we were we were having fun with it. I mean, if you you read the first part, and but then you read the, you got to read the whole thing. You got to read the whole thing. Yeah. So he comes out. He's like, if you pull if you pull it because Spotify makes a lot and pays next to nothing 
which they do, uh, then okay. But if it's because you too think Rogan should be silenced because some people don't like what he's saying, then, well, that's just pathetic. Well, let me just say this. That's not the case. Um, You know, like I said, I was making a joke. Um, You know, it's a lot of work to, you know, pull your music off Spotify. And and given the, you know, what we've been going through the, uh, you know, last couple uh, months here uh, with our music getting pulled off Spotify, not because we're for censorship or against Rogan or anything like that, but because people love to fucking hate. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know, it, it kind of, you know, stirred up this thing. And I'm like, listen, man, it's just a joke. The EP was pulled off Spotify for some bullshit, but now it's back up. And he and he kind of let it be. But to answer your question, Brand, um, no, man. I, you know, I'm not now currently, I'm not the huge, the most, you know, the, the biggest Joe Rogan fan now. Uh, just yeah, be, I'm kind of with you, too. As of kinda recently, I, I, I kind of have been, though, just because of the conversations he's trying to have and has had, um, where it's 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 not the same person every time. He kind of gets both sides of it. You know, he's had people on from CNN, and he's had people on who's been canceled off the Internet. So that should tell you everything right there. Um, so, you know, the whole Neil Young thing, it, it's kind of fucking fascinating, guys. Because when you break this whole situation down and you really understand what the hell is going on here, you kind of get a better understanding of why Neil Young kind of even came to this conclusion of why he was going to do this in the first place. So obviously, as a lot of people know, um, you know, Neil Young um, and a lot of other people have kind of pulled their music and, and kind of in, in support of Neil Young. You know, because Joe Rogan is a spreader of disinformation. Yeah, which, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't stand for that. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't the case at all, man. Listen, it's a podcast. It's a podcast, guys. You know, what is a podcast? Uh, a podcast is a, is a lot of things being said that you're either going to really enjoy or you're probably going to really not like at all. Yeah, they're just exploring ideas <laughs> over there. So, guys, what do you do when you when you are scrolling past something and maybe you don't like it, you don't agree with it, you keep scrolling. You keep going. I report the account. <laughs> he reports it. Uh, yeah, he and can. I tell all my friends to report it. <laughs> Shadow bans everybody <laughs> off the internet. Yeah, well, th- well, that's what Neil Young did. And, you know, last week we kind of broke this live. Um Neil Young came out and was like, listen, it's either my music on Spotify or you got to take Joe Rogan off. You either take Joe Rogan off or I'm I'm leaving Spotify. Spotify made the, the good decision to fuck keep, you. To say Neil. fuck you, Neil, and pull or keep Joe Rogan rather. And Neil wrote or Neil Rogan. <laughs> Neil Young was <laughs> That's a very confusing <laughs> argument <he> now. Would, <laughs> Neil Young uh, you know, decided to pull his music off. Uh, you know, who has left Spotify so far? Neil Young leads artist Exodus over Joe Rogan. There's been a couple I've seen. So there's been talks of, uh, you know, Dave Grohl and Pearl Jam. Um, Stevie Nicks. Was it Stevie Nicks? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Joni Mitchell. That's Joni that, Mitchell. That's what was there she is, yeah. Was another one. Uh, obviously, you got Big Neil there. Keep on rocking in the uh, not-so-free world. Whew. <laughs> um, Joni Mitchell. So a lot of artists, uh, I believe the guitarist from Bruce Springsteen, a lot of artists have kind of, you know, uh, are in solidarity with uh, Neil Young here on this argument. Um, 
when you break down the whole Neil Young situation, Neil Young's music was actually bought and owned. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but by BlackRock, which is a huge investment uh, corporation here in the States. And uh, the largest, I should say, BlackRock. Um, you know, they're, they're a huge fucking, you know, investment firm. Um that just own a whole bunch of fucking land and and a lot of other things, and they're all it, Neil Young's music is also owned by I believe it's either Moderna. I'm pretty sure it's Moderna, the pharmaceutical company. Wow. Okay. So when you know that, when you know that information, and you kind of get to the you know the bare bones of it, you know it's not Neil Young making these these decisions. It's everybody in his camp. It's everyone in his camp, right. and it's Moderna and it's BlackRock. You know they're like yo. Neil, you're going to be good. We're going to still give you yours, but you're going to try to... Cr- Neil Young doesn't know what the fuck's going on in in the in the Twitter sphere and, you know, what I kind mean, of... Right. Yeah, he, he doesn't do that. He doesn't right. I mean, know what... You think he posts his era. music on Spotify? No, he, he doesn't. Is he pulling it down? No, he's not doing yeah. a fucking goddamn thing. He's just not even doing anything. Somebody just, else is writing something on Twitter for him. Exactly. He thinks it's the trendy thing to do. And, you know, he, you know... Yeah, I don't see Neil Young tweeting out himself. <laughs> he's irrelevant right now, guys. You know, who's listening to Neil Young these days? It's and that's like, why they, Spotify doesn't really give a fuck. Like, yeah, you might have a couple, a couple people, yeah. Neil Young fans are going to be Hello! I mean, hi, Joe Rogan. <laughs> sorry, okay, sorry, that no, came and just played that. Said, no, honestly. <laughs> he said, you ain't getting that vaccine, are you, kid? There's <laughs> other ways, he buddy. Said, listen, get immunized. You ever tried DMT, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you, you ever see the man kind of gloves, bro? <laughs> but no. Um, like, uh, well, I'm actually curious. What what did what so did he have to say about it? We're gonna get into what Rogan said, but it's just fascinating, guys, because you know you're not gonna get the the, the full story if you're just listening to Twitter and you're just seeing, oh, Neil Young pulled his music off. Oh, what a fucking. I'm gonna side with Neil on this one. It's like, guys, Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, and all these other fucking fuck. They don't care, dude. They don't really give a shit about what you think or how you feel or what. They just, they're irrelevant at the time. They're trying to fucking gain some clout because Joe Rogan is the biggest podcaster. Like it or or like it or hate it. It's it's the truth. It it is what it is. And, you know, um, so for them to get any sort of clout or any sort of traction here, they had to try to do something that was kind of unpopular. So they pulled their music off Spotify. Well, guess what? No one was really listening in the fucking first place. All right, so... Pull it off. Right. And let's be honest. Neil Young is, a, is at such a point of his career that... He don't even need Spotify, dude. He doesn't need Spotify for her. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? He's Neil Young. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, go ahead and pull it off, bro. Because, you know, at the end of the day, man, you have people like us, man, who are, are like... Are, who need we, Spotify. We, we just lost half of our streams. Yeah. We lost our half We're of back our on our whole EP's back to square one. Right. Right. Yeah. So if you're a Neil Young fan... And you're mad about you not being able to listen to your Neil Young on Spotify anymore? Go check out one by pull two. out your record, <laughs> or, or yeah, or pull out your fucking your yeah your records your and shit. Vinyl. Dust, 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 dust them off, Young records, and shove them up your ass because no one gives a shit. Right, we're going one by two on Spotify and check out the new single this Friday. Yeah, or that. So <laughs> this week, Joe Rogan posted a, a lengthy nine minute and forty three second video. What, what, what's this? Humpty Dumpty looking motherfucker had to this say. This is this is the most Joe Rogan angle too. 
<laughs> it really is. <laughs> he has the typical like middle aged dad camera angles. I love how he's Every in a sweatshirt, but he's probably in like Southern probably, California. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like sixty degrees where he's Texas. at. Texas. Austin probably. Oh, Austin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did yeah. move. Yeah. He's got that new there. studio, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fucking uh, the crab shack. As we dude, I'm telling you, I stand by that new sign in his studio. Looks like Joe's crab shack. It does, dude. Joe's crab. Uh, so we're or like Texas Roadhouse or something. We'll, we'll play some of this here. This is what Joe Rogan had to say on Instagram this past week uh, about the whole controversy here surrounding Spotify, and we'll kind of break it down here. So friends. I wanted to make a video to address some of the controversy that's been going on over the past few days. And first of all, to say thank you to everyone that sent love and support. I truly, truly appreciate it. And it's been very nice to hear from you. I wanted to make this video, first of all, because I think there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what I do, maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles that are disparaging. Um, the podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation, specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two, one with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a car. By the way, so he's going to give he's going to list their credentials, but they are two doctors. So they're not just like, oh, uh, this uh, random guy it's here spouting what he believes what he read online exactly. right it's just two doctors giving two, medical opinions two certified doctors giving their opinion cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history dr robert malone owns nine patents on the creation of mrna vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mrna vaccines which mRNA vaccines, for uh, anyone who doesn't know, are what is, you know, the uh, current vaccines, uh, the COVID-19 vaccines in the Johnson & Johnson, the, um, you know, the Moderna, the Pfizer, and, you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. It's mRNA technology. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I had them on, and because of that, those episodes in particular, uh, they, those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. They had dangerous misinformation in them. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID you would be removed from social media. They would they would ban you from certain platforms. Uh, not wrong. It's the truth. I mean, the one thing with Rogan, I will say, is he's... Look, he's got his own alternative methods to other things, not even just COVID vaccines, um, just in health in general. And like you said, he's having on two people that have an opinion that is a little different than the mainstream narrative. So he's just kind of bringing it to light, and as a podcaster, doing his job. Yeah, he's well, not he's not saying it's fact or you know or that's what he believes. He may, but he's doing his job as a podcaster, just putting it out there. Isn't it sad that we've gotten to this place where podcasters and alternative media are doing the job of what journalists should be doing? Right. I mean, think about what he's talking about right now. Everything he said to this point. Is journalism. Yeah. 
He's not sitting here saying, "This is fact. You have to." This is it. fact. Don't get the vaccine. Blah blah blah. This is alternatives to it, or you know, you're still going to get COVID. You still can get COVID even if you get a vaccine. So don't believe any of the bullshit. He's just saying this is what a medical, a very very, two very very intelligent and well respected and well decorated physicians have told him. Right. So let's continue. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said. I don't think cloth masks work. You would be banned from social media. Now, that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now, that's on the cover of Newsweek. All of those theories that at one point... Which we do now know that, you know, there was a lot of funding, uh, you know, from, you know... Fauci and and the U.S. government going to to the uh you know Wuhan lab in uh you know coronavirus uh research and so on and so forth. But to his point, you know, if you said that about uh you know eight months to a year ago, yeah, you'd be labeled as a crazy person. You'd be laid as a fucking conspiracy theorist and be banned off the internet. So let's continue. Time we're banned. We're openly discussed by those two men that I had on my podcast that have been accused of dangerous misinformation. I do not know if they're right. I don't know because I'm not a doctor. I'm exactly not a scientist. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely. I get things wrong, but I try to correct them. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to correct it because I'm interested in telling the truth. I'm interested in finding out what the truth is. And I'm interested in f- having interesting conversations with people that have differing opinions. Um, I'm not interested in only talking to people that uh, have one perspective that's one of the reasons why i had sanjay gupta on dr sanjay gupta who are from uh cnn and there you go i mean cnn to a lot of these people cnn's the bible yeah yeah as of recently they've uh kind of fell off the face of the fucking cliff with uh you know i'm not sure if you guys seen but jeff zucker the president just resigned, and they're dealing with their whole fucking... But to his point, like, you know, you yeah. said eight months ago... You'd be labeled as a fucking right. nut. Yeah, you'd be labeled as a nut, right-wing, oh, you only, you only listen to Fox, yeah. blah, blah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's continue. I respect very much, and I really enjoyed our conversation together. He has a different opinion than those men do. I had Dr. Dr. Michael Osterholm on at the very beginning of the pandemic, um, he is on President Biden's COVID-19 advisory board. I had uh, Dr. Peter Hotez on, who is uh, a vaccine expert. I'm interested in finding out what is correct and find, I'm also finding out how people come to these conclusions and what the facts are. So journalism. Now, because of this controversy, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes with these controversies, but... Uh, Neil Young has removed his music from the the platform of Spotify and uh, Joni Mitchell and uh, apparently some other people want to as well. Um, I'm very sorry that they feel that way. I, 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 I most certainly don't want that. Uh, I'm a Neil Young fan. I've always been a Neil Young fan. I'll tell you a story at the end of this. About That's the that. irony. One of the things that Spotify wants to do that I agree with is that at the beginning of these controversial podcasts, like specifically ones about COVID, is to put a disclaimer and say that you should speak with your physician and that these people and the opinions that they express are contrary to the opinions of uh, the consensus of experts. 
So this is the insane part, guys. It's like Spotify, and I think what they did do is now what they're doing is posting, uh, you know, essentially an advisory. Like a disclaimer, right? A disclaimer. So before you listen to this podcast, there might be some dangerous misinformation out there, guys. Holy shit. But, you know, it's like, you know, we're adults, right? We... If we want to listen to free thinking adults, exactly, we don't need to be guided into what we necessarily want to listen to. If we want to listen to Joe Rogan, or if we want to listen to you know whoever the fuck we want to listen to, right? We're gonna to listen to him. If it doesn't, right. Joe shouldn't... Rogan's podcast isn't gonna sway you one way or the other unless exactly. you don't think for yourself. Exactly, exactly, Mario, hundred percent. And and that's the problem, man, because not a lot of people think for themselves anymore, man. And that's what's the scary part about this no, thing. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been talking about journalism. It's it's tailored to be comfort food for people. Yeah. It's not pushing the envelope anymore. And Joe Rogan tries... Look, despite how people feel about Joe Rogan, as a podcaster, based on what he's saying, he's doing his job. Yeah, yeah. His and job that's all is, he could ask for, bro. He could easily, he could easily got $100 million from Spotify... And said, listen, I'm going to – and that was one of my criticisms from Joe Rogan is the first couple months into his Spotify deal, he was really towing the company line and just kind of being sure. safe. And that was – you know, why isn't he really pushing the boundaries? You know, you have this humongous platform. Yeah, it was a lot more like inter- interviews with like celebrities, musicians. Yeah, Miley Cyrus, Kanye West. Yeah. And it's it's the, very tame. Yeah. Um. But now, I mean, he's kind of, you know, uh, you know, turned the corner and, you know, have had some what the mainstream would call controversial guests on. But to us, it's like, uh, you know, just it's refreshing just to have another another perspective. And that's what we want, because at the end of the day, it's not a one, you know, size fits all sort of thing. And nothing is for anybody. You know, you you, you, if you're going to get a surgery, right, you don't like what that doctor says. What are you going to do? Get a second opinion. You're gonna get a second opinion. Absolutely. Um, this should be no different. That logic should be no different than, you know, uh what we're going through right now. So let's continue. Unless anyone has anything to add. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is very important. Sure. Have that on there. I'm very happy with that. Um also I think uh if there's anything that I've done that I could do better is uh have more experts with differing opinions right after I have the controversial ones. Uh, I would most certainly be open to doing that. And uh, I would like to talk to some people that have uh, differing opinions on those podcasts in the future. We'll see. Um, You know, I do all the scheduling myself and uh, I don't always get it right. This, these podcasts are very strange because they're just conversations. And oftentimes I have no idea what I'm going to talk about until I sit down and talk to people and that's why some of my ideas are not that prepared or fleshed out because I'm literally having them in real time. Um, but I do my best and they're just conversations. And I think that's also the appeal of the show. It's one of the things that makes it interesting. Um, so uh, I want to thank Spotify for being so supportive during this time. Uh, and I'm very sorry that this is happening to them and that they're taking so much heat from it. And so now the, the Neil Young story. <laughs> When I, 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 first of all, I'm not mad at Neil Young. I'm a huge Neil Young fan. I've always been a Neil Young fan. When I was 19, I was a security guard at a place called Great Woods in Mansfield, Massachusetts. It's a, an outdoor 
concert amphitheater and Neil Young was playing there. And that was the last day I worked there. I quit during the Neil Young concert. Um, the job is kind of crazy because there was a lot of times it was fights broke out and stuff. And so he kind of goes into just his story about Neil Young. So we can kind of just, uh, you know, put a pin in this here. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, it's, Oh, that's a long. That's kind of a long story. I was kind of trying to hear it, but yeah, yeah. Like I was four, kind of invested too, yeah. but I looked at that. It's like, a four minute story. I looked at that almost ten minute uh, yeah. length of the video. And I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's a four minute story. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, guys. Uh, you know, it's what so do you, do? you guys are keeping your music on Spotify. We're keeping our music on Spotify. We're not for yeah. censorship whatsoever. Um. This is what uh, Spotify has just came out to say. Spotify publicly posts content policy as Rogan responds. So this is right after his uh, message that we just watched. Spotify's uh, platform for the first time uh, on Sunday following artist outrage of COVID-19 related uh, episodes of Joe Rogan podcast. And I believe Rogan just had 70 episodes uh, removed. Wow. Um, can you take this one, Mario? Uh, yeah. Where are we at now? Uh, the second paragraph. All right. So the policies, which previously weren't known to the public, offer podcasters and musicians wide latitude over what they can stream on Spotify. They're similar to the approaches used by other platforms. Spotify does not allow hatred and incitement of violence, deception, graphic depictions of violence, sexually explicit material, and illegal content. The streaming service also says it forbids, quote, content that promotes dangerous, false, or dangerous, deceptive medical information that may cause offline harm or pose a direct threat to public health. And then it continues on saying, uh, oh, well, uh, that, do you want me to yeah, keep going? Or? Yeah, just read this quote and then we'll... Okay, continue. so this quote here says, uh, these are rules of the road to guide all of our creators. From those we work with exclusively to those whose work is shared across multiple platforms. And that's from CEO Daniel Eck so, in a blog post. Why do we bring this up? That's the question. Everyone, you know, or at least I have. You know, why 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 do we choose to, to, to go down this road? Well, for one, the whole pandemic as musicians... Um, you know, has affected us in many ways, and and not just us, but the the whole on every front, the whole you know uh, landscape of you know music. Uh, it, it's affected us, man. Um, and it, it's hard enough to kind of you know make a name for yourself here in in this digital world that we live in. Um, you know, and it it doesn't make it any easier when. You know, if you say one thing out of line, and, and we've seen it with YouTube where they've posted, you know, warnings on the bottom of our videos. I mean, we've seen it. And when those warnings get posted, I don't think a lot of people know, you know, YouTube is, is kind of, you know, worse with this um, than Spotify. Spotify's a little more lenient, but the statement that they just came out with is, you know, uh, it's, it's a little bit eerie because they're going to be posting, you know, kind of the same thing YouTube does. But essentially what happens is if you get one of those labels posted on one of your videos, well, your video now is harder to, to, to break through that algorithm and gets kind of throttled and, and gets kind of uh, shadow banned, so to speak. So, you know, it, it, it's a it's a weird landscape that we live in. And, um, you know, for me, man, I, and I never thought I'd be saying this, but, you know, thank God there's people like Joe Rogan that are out there and kind of 
holding people's feet to the fire, I guess, so to speak. Um, because without that, man, you know, it, like I said, it's very easy to conform to, to, to company lines and, and to just collect that check. I'll talk about whatever the fuck you want me to talk about. You know what I mean? Oh, Neil Young, there's an outrage with Neil Young. All right, well, let me just make sure he's happy and, and, and we'll continue to do. Right. So, you know, th- this whole thing, dude, you know, the whole COVID-19 thing, man, it, it's not about it's not about anything really. Then it's just we want to get back to what we're doing, what we what we love doing. And that's playing music for people that love to hear it. You know what I mean? It's nothing more, nothing less than that. But all these fucking hula hoops and, and obstacles that we have to go through, man, it makes it it doesn't make it easy. You know, it, if it makes it challenging and. You know, we talk about it a lot, man. There, there's a lot of people that don't get to the other side of this. You know what I mean? That, you know, it, this they they made it up to 2020, and that's that's the end of the road for them. Yeah. I mean, if anything, this pandemic's kind of showed who who's willing to find new ways to stay creative and to get around some of this stuff. I mean, fortunately for us, we've had the means here to be able to stay connected with everybody. Um, not every band in the scene, especially in our scene has had that luxury. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's hard, man. Like it's affected every level of the industry from the really big touring festivals and the big bands on that level to people like us who, you know, our local pub gigs that are usually filled with people. We can't even play that more. You know, it's just we're just now playing them again. It's like, you know, it, it, it's it's a shame, man, seeing the landscape of the scene and and the way this has all went down. What's what's interesting, man, is, um, you know, people want, you know, they'll shout at you, you know, well, man, you're you, you don't care about others and this, that and the third. And how could you and. You know, uh, you know, whatever the list of fucking, you know, hate that you'll get. And then they'll go and hang out with whoever, go out and do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They'll they'll tell you how dare you go play a show and then you'll see them posting on Instagram. They were just out at the club the other night. Or they just bought tickets to when we were young. Yeah. Or they're they're, they're dropping $800 to go to Vegas for when we were young festival. So it's it's interesting, man, because especially with this report that just dropped – Yesterday, B, I'm not. If you want to take this one, uh, I could take the title. I can't really see the small words. Okay. It just says uh, John Hopkins. Um, that's my boy, actually. Johnny Hopkins. Yeah, I smoked pot with Johnny. Yeah, Hopkins. I smoked, yeah, we all smoked <laughs> pot with Johnny Hopkins. Smoke uh, weed every day. His his university actually did a study that revealed COVID lockdowns prevented just zero point two percent of deaths. So this whole time. Uh, here we'll get into a little bit of this. Baltimore. It says Baltimore. A new study uh, by researchers at Johns Hopkins University reveals COVID lockdowns prevented only a small number of deaths caused by the virus. The authors reviewed 24 separate studies and broke them down into three groups: lockdowns, uh, stringency index studies, shelter-in-place order studies, and specific non-pharmaceutical intervention studies an analyst of each found that lockdowns and this in quotes that lockdowns have had little to no effect of COVID-19 mortality 
Uh, you know, and then it says numbers suggest lockdowns in Europe and the United States reduce COVID-19 mortality rate by only an average of 0.2%. Shelter in place didn't fare much better as it reduced only by 2.9%. Researchers did find lockdown orders caused enormous economic and social costs wherever they were implemented. So that kind of brings up a very interesting sentiment here. Um, and this is Johns Hopkins. This is not like fucking, you know, uh, you know, right. a community college. Right. You know what I mean? This is a respected, um, you know, research here in, in where we live. Um, you know, so this whole time in the last, you know, now going on three years, this whole time we've been running around with chickens with our head cut off. That's what it's felt like. I mean, it, it's felt like because, you know, in years past, there's been pandemics. You know, you see old pictures from like, what was it, 1918? The Spanish, Spanish flu. flu. Yeah. You know, people are masked up, whatever. But, like, it kind of felt like it was like, wow. Because, you know, for years we've had, like, all these other um, viruses and, like, these medical things pop up around the world but never really got to the United States. Um, You know, like, H1N1 or those kind of things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and now I feel like it was like, oh, my God, well, this thing's here now. Like. What do we do? Uh, what do we? Let's just shut everybody down because you know it'll keep people in the, in the house, and it, it'll kill off the virus. That's not going to play out too well. <laughs> yeah, you can't just one day tell people, "Oh, by the way, you're not doing anything you just did yesterday," and expect a large majority of people to not be okay with it. Whether you agree with it or not, it's that you're lit. Like you said, it's social costs. There's a lot of social implications to just literally shutting the world down. Well, and and also too, man, how demoralizing is it when throughout the ban- pandemic? I'm not sure if you you probably didn't because you work for the state, but uh, I was working at Amazon for the time, and I didn't get a letter saying this, um, but a lot of people did. That's saying, you know, you're a non-essential employee, therefore you got to stay home. Right. I got a letter saying, you know, you're essential, you're allowed to be out, blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah, so they had, it, they had us working from home during that, yeah. So, but who who deems that, bro? Who deems that right. you're not essential, but he's essential? It's like, that's insane, Yeah, yeah. That's it, fucking it, insane. It is, and, and the most insane part of it all was like... Oh, we're gonna keep this open. Walmart, Target, McDonald's. But this has to close. But or, mom and pop or shops. Have you can to close. stay open until six. Six. But this place is gonna stay open until ten. Because COVID doesn't strike after a certain. Right. Time. It's like this well, whole. Well, what thing, are we doing here? This it's whole like thing. You have dude. to have a. You have to have some kind of like uniformity with this. Yeah. Are you gonna lock us all down and like look? This is what we have to do. This is what's being done. Unfortunately, this is just going to have to be how it is. Yeah. Or are you just going to say, look, we can't discriminate against people that way. Let's just obviously do your part. Wash your hands, wear a mask if you have to. Be smart. I don't know. It's it's you, you can't you can't just shut down the world and expect there not to be a backlash. See, now, man, what I'm kind of seeing now, um, and and I'm not sure, I'd be curious to hear what you guys have to say, but what I'm kind of seeing now, man, 
is, you know, at first, and at the very start of this pandemic, a lot of people, including myself, were for it. We're for two weeks to slow the spread. And what was for helping out, you know, your yeah, neighbor. I'm and, with you. And oh, and so to true. really, you know, you know, try to, you know, stop this thing, nip it in the butt and kind of move on. We're here now heading into our third year of this thing. And, you know, um, it, it it's just like, when is enough enough? And now I think we're getting to that point where just the common person, whether you're right, left, up, down, sideways, wherever the fuck you're from or whatever you support or whatever, you're just like, all right. I'm done with this thing, dude. You know, we we have to get back to living life because this isn't a way of life. You know, it is to be locked down, to be, you know, struggling for to make your next, you know, cell phone payment or to pay your bills or this, that and third. Why? While this whole time, the, the ruling class, the elite, the rich people, they fucking doubled their wealth. You know sure. what I mean? And they're not affected by this. And they're they're in mansions on the hills. You've seen all these, you know, politicians, these governors, these, you know, whoever they were, man, you know, implementing these rules. And then at the same time, being out at a party or at dinner without masks, without social distance. It's it's been I really feel like because it because like you said, in the beginning, it was all right. Look, a couple weeks. Let's there's some there's some virus thing going around that we really don't know about yet. It just got here. Let's just try to nip it in the bud. Everybody do your part. A couple weeks, we should be okay. And it's gotten so overly politicized to the point now where it's like, it's if it starts to go away medically, it ain't going away politically and vice versa. No. As soon as it starts to like die down politically, somehow, you know, you know what I mean? Like, But like, it, it comes down to, you know, it's been so overly politicized to the point where now it's like you said, people have just had enough to where it's like, where in all this bullshit that we're getting is really what's going on? Yeah. Like, we, we, we're we not COVID deniers. We're not sitting here saying it doesn't, it's not a serious thing. But, like, where in all this really are we? Right. Because, like you said, it's been two years now of, you know, of this, it's like, okay, really th- going, on three. going on three. And it's like, all right, is there any light at the end of the tunnel? Is this the new normal? Like, what are, what are, where are we? And we're not, and instead of getting definitive answers and having some kind of uniformity with it, it's just been trust the just, science, trust, trust us, right? Trust right. big pharmaceutical yeah, right. companies. It's like, it's like, all right, well, I don't trust anybody. So <laughs> fucking tell me what the hell's going on. Stop throwing shit to the wall and seeing what sticks. And give me some answers. Which, unfortunately, the way politics are on both sides, there's agendas to the point where you're never going to really get the truth. A lot of people's pockets are, are you know, at play when that comes to that. So it's like, you just kind of learn to... I'm at a point now where I'm so fed up with the politics of it all. I just do what I think's best for me and block it out because it's annoying. Yeah. It's to the point now where it's damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Right. And it's like the hypocrisy of it all is crazy to me. The way people have treated each other this past three years, all the all the social behaviors just completely gone out the window with people. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's sad, man. What are your thoughts be? 
Um, well, I got a couple thoughts. Oh. Let's dive in. Brandon's pulling out his notes. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I don't really give a shit about anything, to be honest with you. Um, about I've, this? Uh, yeah, I've I've been over this for like a year, so I I don't I, like it's whatever to me at this point. It goes in one ear out the other. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You you you're not you're not buying you know the what's coming out of anything essentially either either whole, either I don't yeah. care it's all fucked yeah whether you're against it you're for it yeah and that's what it does it's so politicized to the point where you just stop giving a fuck yeah yeah it's eh, it's some bullshit definitely some bullshit but what are you gonna do that's where I think man you know uh you know the mainstream and, and the veil and and all these you know big corporations and shit like that have lost the average person because maybe they had us at first right you know we were support you know we were going to support each other we were going to you know try to end this thing whatever the case may be but you know at the end of the day man when it's the same bullshit every day every day and nothing is changing if anything it's getting worse uh, in, in in a lot of ways, um, you know, it's like, well, where do you draw the fucking line? And you know, you know, they have us, bro. When you know, someone can make a post on on social media, and you get attacked for it. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, that's where you know, man. People, at the end of the day, we all we have is each other, right? Yeah. It's we can't rely, especially on, us, people at the bottom of that, the. Of it, the Socioeconomic food chain. Right, <laughs> right. It's like you know, these. Do you think? Do you really think politicians? Do you really think big pharmaceutical companies and government really give a fuck about you at the end of the day? And if the answer is yes, you really have to fucking you know ask yourself some serious questions about yourself. In my well, opinion. if the answer is yes, then they've got you right where they want you. Right, right. and that's the problem with all this is it becomes so politicized to where. Now you're doing their dirty work. Exactly. And you're, that's what they want. You're feeding it. And it's like, take a second and step back. You're, the way you're going about this, you're literally being a hypocrite. Yeah. You're, you're you know, you're attacking someone because you don't agree with them about something that's really like should be discussed. Like there's like there's things in society that are like the unwritten rule of like okay, that should just genuinely not be okay. Racism, homophobia, child molestation, child molestation, violence against whoever, rape, rape. These are things that are like obviously the, the social contract. The social contract. You you just that society will weed these people out as being monsters, right? So, someone differs about, like, a political opinion or a social opinion and keeps it strictly at, like, a socio-political level and they're not, like, bringing race into it or bringing whatever violence or being, you know, discriminatory or whatever. There's no reason to, to, to stand there and virtue signal someone and attack them. So... This goes There's no to, conversation. There's no dialogue. It's now. It's just. Right. I don't like what you just said. So I'm gonna try to report your you. post and yeah. have you shadow banned and right. canceled. So this this goes back to the whole Joe Rogan thing, man. 
you know, um, no, we're not for censorship because once you start down that road, you're engaging in, in a slippery slope, man, because they don't just stop at Joe Rogan. They'll come for everybody. And that's really the cold hard truth of it. Um, and we want more conversation. We don't want a one-sided fucking, you know, story. You know what I mean? And that's all it really is, man. It's once once you could, you know, break that down and and see past that and be able to talk to people and just bounce ideas off each other, you'll find that you'll have more in common with that person than not now now granted there are some people that are just off the fucking beaten path oh and they're all there's people that they're so far off the deep end that they can never do that the, the, right but you know for the most part the average person you'll find common ground with that's what they're trying to differ from us that's what they're trying to make you know a, a key sentiment like you guys have nothing in common at the bottom keep fighting keep fighting keep fighting Yep. Focus on that while we keep getting fucking rich. Yep. Oh, and and all your views you're spouting off, well, you're welcome because they're from me, right. and you're just helping me out and pushing my narrative. Right. So yeah, man, it's tricky, man. Uh, you know, just ask the people of Canada, bro, because you know they're in a a, a fucking uh, in a revolution right now. Well, well, before we get into this Canadian thing, I think I think I'm wrapping it up for the night. Boys. Well, yeah, yeah, we were gonna fucking uh, yeah, we're rap probably gonna anyway. rap anyway. Oh, you're not talking uh, about Canadian? No, I was just gonna say ask them and then oh. kind of wrap this. Shit I gotta up. be up early as fuck. He jumped I the don't... gun. He jumped the gun. Well, I mean, one. go ahead, continue, continue, gun, gun away until your heart desires. Fucking podcast till three in the morning. Just nah, be quiet because I, I got I gotta sleep. We're gonna nah, do a full on that. telethon. I ain't gonna call do in and donate, and we'll uh. You know, we'll make sure the money yeah. gets to charity. We'll, we'll do another hour. Yeah. Um, every every uh, donation. Yeah. But now, ask the people of Canada, man, because they have, they've had enough. This is what happens when you, uh, you know, don't 